I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind, and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know, the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, they missed the bowl of kaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. You're pinning words all like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, Chris? 2019. Oh, oh that's what we're doing. Okay, fine. <laughs> I, it's not that hard. Y'all could have told me that ahead of time. My God. Like, keeping secrets. 2019. You know. okay, got it. I forgot. <laughs> I, thought, I didn't know if we were doing Black Panther's Quest. I, no. we yeah, I didn't know what we were doing. We're just going to do it like that until we figure out what we're going to say for the next rest of the year. Cool. Um, so y'all know how we do it on The Rant Room On this show We discuss entertainment TV Film Music Culture But our focus is always Screenwriting Stories Craft And shit like that Of course Lisa Bolakaja is out Doing her thizzle Somewhere Somewhere <laughs> I don't even know where she is Well I'm sure she's teaching They, they probably all back to school Oh, oh she yeah. survived the yeah, mudslide yeah. on that mountain Because right. I mean the rain came What in December And mm-hmm. she was like Yeah I gotta take care of these kids I was like leave them kids <laughs> Let them fend for themselves That's yourself, a life lesson girl. They learn the hard way <laughs> mm-hmm. need Drive to. your ass down Exactly So shout out to Lisa uh, She'll be back soon We love you Lisa <clears throat> um, And we're taping We're also taping on a weekday So you know no, Right Yeah right. Right, um, that's probably why she can't, yeah. All right. Exactly. So we got my man in the house, Chris Derrick, writer-director himself. What's going on, Chris? Some good shit? You getting ready to go yes, out of town? Yes, I am. Good. Where are you going? I have the discussion later. Okay, yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. We can't talk about it all. Okay, no, no problem. But it's a good thing. It's a very good. good thing. Yeah. <clears throat> it's business. Out of town for good? No. Oh. No. Darn. He leaving on that midnight train to Georgia or something? What is it? <laughs> yes, yes, and then we yes. got our girl Linnell Damn, White. Georgia, yes, <laughs> <laughs> Linnell White, writer, Hello. director, producer herself. What's going on, Linnell? Hey, happy New Year, everybody! Thank you. Thank you. Uh, how was, how was uh, your holiday? It was good. It was good. I mean, I had you know, you guys know, I split my time between here and St. Louis, so mm-hmm. I had a week of like reserve duty <clears throat> in St. Louis, and then I did two weeks. In New York with the parents because I don't see them that often, and when so you, it's good. When you do the reserve, mm-hmm. can can I ask you like sure. what what's your week look like when you're when you're doing that? I mean, it's it's I am fortunate. I mean, I'm attached to an active duty unit, mm-hmm. and so it's like I show up at seven thirty, I leave at four thirty. Oh, okay, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I do planning now. I don't fly an airplane anymore. I can just sit at a desk. I can. Have did you fly lunch. a plane before? Oh God, yeah, that was what you did. I didn't know that you flew like. We like talk, you we've, talk, we've talked about this like so much. We've talked about <laughs> this like ad nauseum. No, like you, so you much. Ask, wait a minute. You not, no, like combat missions. Did you actually like? Yeah. You, like like drop. You, oh, you're a killer. No, 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 oh, no. no. no they not real cargo. combat. Is it cargo? Then. What not is real it? Combat no, 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 no. Kill I did fly combat missions. The, the definition of combat mission is not whether you killed. I'm wanting to you know for me <laughs> if you were, you had to be killing people. <laughs> if you fly if you fly in a combat zone, these are combat missions. So I have. Several of those on my I resume. I need some dead people on your resume. <laughs> no, we, I don't. I need some dead Iraqis or some dead Afghanis or some ISIS people. I potentially have indirectly people. supported missions that 
drop bombs on people because right. I was an air fueler. So of course, mm-hmm. if I'm giving the fighters gas, they're going and dropping the bombs. And so you in the air, you were oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. that's the dope how thing. How am I? How am I that's explaining this? Thing. Explaining this to you guys now? Like how no, I know. I'm just Chris is like Chris is like, what is going on with you? I knew you were in the air force. I just didn't know that you were flying combat missions. Okay. That's why, why, I why would know. I why would I not be why would I not be doing that? <laughs> I don't know. Y'all mm. ain't gonna worry me. That's Certain all people like. get, you know, those cushy assignments. <laughs> you know, they get you know, they get basins, you know, they get basins. I'm, I'm gonna send you my bio like and you can just read that and you can catch up on what I've done in my life, okay? Just read the bio. It's real succinct. I don't know how to read anymore. <laughs> oh, that's gonna challenge you as a screenwriter to then. It's gonna be hard to be a screenwriter it then is. if you can't read. <laughs> Totally. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So you had a question love. about my, oh my reserve duty. Yeah, I just yeah. I so instead of flying the missions anymore, I t- I kind of tell people where to go. Okay. Here you're gonna go. You're gonna pick this up in freaking Charleston, and you're gonna take it to Bagram. You're gonna take it to Kandahar, and you know that's right. that's it. Do you do you ever get concerned that you're gonna lose, you know, that muscle to fly? Um, no. That it's like riding a bike. If I want to go out and get mm-hmm. it back, I'm not. I'm not concerned about it. Do you it. have to like train to get it back again or do you, you think you could just jump on a plane and... It would take me a little bit to get it back, okay. especially if I go the private route, which is I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to fly military ever again. Right. It's just my own personal choice. Sure. I'm happy because it becomes too difficult trying to have a career in Hollywood right. and say, oh, well, I'm actually stuck in, uh, you know, Bagram or, right. or, um, What's uh, Baghdad with mm-hmm. a broke jet? And I can't, can't get back. So <laughs> exactly. can we move the meeting until like you know? No, I can't. <laughs> yeah, right, the, right. We're not going to do all yeah, that. Yeah, agent so that's why that, the flying right. stuff is like okay. I, I moved that. on. Gotta yeah, push that to the curb. Yeah, but you know, like civilian wise, if I want to go out and get a little Cessna and all mm-hmm. of us fly up to Santa Barbara mm-hmm. or whatever, I just need to like I have all the type ratings already mm-hmm. and I have a license. I just don't have like. You just a refresher is all I would need right. and take a test and they mm-hmm. say, oh, okay, you can rent and this airplane. They are different planes though because they're mm-hmm. smaller. Yeah, engines, they are. Right? You can kill yourself. Like me, I flew a Boeing 707, mm-hmm. right? So that's a different look when you're coming in for landing than right. if I'm in a little Cessna 172. Right. I mean, you're going to get so close to the ground to the point where I'm going to feel uncomfortable. Like, oh God, right. God, God. Yeah, Whereas I'm used to like 50 feet, pull the engines back, get into the flare mm-hmm. with a larger airplane, you know? Okay. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. See? Look at Chris all impressed. He's like, ain't that a bitch? I don't know. I don't, I've, we've <laughs> talked about this so many times before. But I didn't know about combat missions. I knew what you, difference does that make? The, like, that, that, what difference does that make? Who gets shot at this flat cannon? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She's <laughs> not going to deal with him. Yeah, time. I don't. <laughs> so if I hadn't flown combat <clears> missions, <throat> but was still a pilot in the Air Force, you would be less impressed. No, I just was curious to know if you had flown combat missions and actually killed people. That's what I wanted to know. I, I don't but, have it. if okay. you haven't killed anybody, that's okay. It's okay. I'm not, I don't, I don't okay. even think about it. I don't even think about it. Right. That's not my job. My job yeah. was to be there, offload the gas, you know, go yeah. home, do it again the next day, repeat. I don't, you know, yeah. Okay. Cool. So with that, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get to the show. Yes. So today, a um, couple things, we're going to talk about a couple different things today. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was... What was that during Christmas we sent out that email to each other? Yeah. All of us? Yeah. Somewhere oh, around then. Either just um, after. There was this cool little TED Talks that I believe you watched or one of you guys mm-hmm. watched and you sent it to oh, us. Oh, I sent it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let, let's, let's set it up. So and, there was a TED Talk by, I don't remember the woman's name, but the information will be in the show notes. This black woman, she had worked in Wall Street for a long time mm-hmm. and she was saying, and she was like, this is what you need to know to get ahead in your business, which is... How do you get a mentor? Right. You know, like, how do you, and, 
and so on top of that, or was it a sponsor? A, well, well, a sponsor. Well, she was saying, "What do you need?" I to think do? her word was, was a sponsor, sponsor because she was yeah. saying it's different than a mentor. She was right. saying, "Yeah, she was saying that <clears throat> you know, if you want to get ahead, like in your business, it's not necessarily about how hard you work. Mm-hmm. It's you got to work hard and then find the sponsor who is going to push you forward." Okay. She was mm-hmm. she was relating some story about how when she was working at some some Wall Street bank and she was in she was invited into one of these these um, those peer review right. things and she saw the how circle at the table the, the or tip of the table mm-hmm. the people are mm-hmm. like oh mm-hmm. you know like so and so is a good worker and does this and I love his work and blah 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 and he's getting bounced upstairs Perhaps even if he's got some other marks about him that might mm-hmm. be not sweet, but they can vouch for his work right. in a way that they feel like I'm comfortable. This is a vouching for him. Right. And the and 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 I was I sent it to you guys because I was like, that's the one thing that I you know I was talking to my friend Pavel a couple of months ago and he was, I was com- just complaining about some shit and he was like you complaining now and <laughs> and uh, and he was saying to me well it's because he was like it's it's maybe because people don't trust you. Hmm. And I was like, oh, that's a really good point. I certainly don't trust you now after you like sitting there like, didn't know I was a pilot in the Air Force after. How many years have you been buddies? I knew you were a pilot and I knew you were in the Air Force. I just didn't, I mean, like, I just was curious to know if you killed anyone or not. That why was, is this? That, see, that was my main question. Let me sort of. Was that important? Let me just sort of educate you on something with veterans. Like, do not, I beg all of you, any veteran you approach, your first, you do not come up to them with questions of, if they're army, whatever, coast guard, whatever, I don't care. Don't come up to them and say, "Have you killed anybody?" That's the last question we ever want from anybody. Because <laughs> you don't know what people are dealing with. But and that's why I said, "Would she even say?" say no, I don't think wouldn't. I would. Honestly, you didn't have to yeah. say. I was just joking with that. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I shouldn't have you talk more. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> about your experience. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I've talked on this on the show before. Yeah, we we went deep. We, we went deep. You know, I was go to episode like seventy four. I was there when you talked. That, that, the that, first time I was yeah, on this, this show. You on the show? That's not when I was there. <laughs> Lord, hear it. So anyway, back to so the lady's name is uh, Carla Harris. Carla Harris. Carla Harris. Who did the TED talk? Did the TED talk. And it's called How to Find the Person Who Can Help You Get Ahead at Work. But in the talk, you're right. She yeah, does talk she, about she sponsors. Sponsors. Yeah, because right. she she kind of like says. The difference between a sponsor and a mentor is uh, someone who's mentoring you is someone who's going to be talking to you about things to do and what, you know, and just give you advice about your career that you can go to at any time uh, just to, you know, to vent about things, ask questions about things and not necessarily look, you know, and feel comfortable to look stupid asking certain questions. Mm -hmm. Not that people look stupid, but some people feel they do if they ask questions. (laughs) And the sponsor, the way she's kind of like setting it up is, Someone who who has who has built up the, enough political capital mm-hmm. in your career at your company in your industry to go to bat for you right. and feel comfortable. Somebody who can lobby for you, for you. So yeah. in right. those meetings where in, they're in talking about okay, who's going to get the next whatever promotion right. gig, whatever, and right. that person is. Outward, is, is, is outwardly supporting you and mm-hmm. saying, saying in the room, no, Chris is the guy. Let me tell you why. Right. To, you know, so they're willing to put their chips on the table yeah. on your behalf. Yeah, the, for the, you. The interesting thing that I grabbed from this mm-hmm. <clears throat> was she learned as you get up in, in Wall Street, let's just use that as an example because it's similar to our business mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. As you get up in the industry, you get invited to the table. Yep. Right. And so it could be us, like, mm-hmm. now we're co co-EPs, right. Right? right? When you're just a staff, you're just never going to the meetings. Now, all of a sudden, you go to the meetings, right, for example. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, what, what I grabbed out of that was she sat down at this table with all the big wigs, 
right, in Wall Street. And names would pop up about who should mm-hmm. get what next mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and which is what they do with mm-hmm. it. Who should mm-hmm. get bumped up? Mm-hmm. Who's coming mm-hmm. back next mm-hmm. year, right? Mm-hmm. All sure. that shit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so they, what, what I gathered from that was, oh, you need to attach yourself to one of the people sitting at yeah. this table. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Who can help you move up. Yep. Right. It could exactly be a small it. up. Exactly. Or it, it could be a big up. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Because that person has the power. Right. They're at the table. They have a certain amount of power. Mm-hmm. And they can leverage that to help you in some right. way. Now, the problem is a lot of these tables at times end up being, and this woman's African-American. Mm-hmm. And we didn't specify that. Which African is amazing. Woman. And she's been out there right. for like 30 years. Right. Years. So you yeah. can imagine the first time she came into that room, she's probably the only, only one. Probably the only woman right. and or only black person or some right. combination of the Because this is in the 80s, late 80s. Right. Exactly. Right. So she's sitting there in the, in the room and it's a bunch of white dudes and I can guarantee you when certain people's names comes up, they're going to look out for their boys. Right. Or Let's whoever, just say, whoever they're golfing, did she whoever they're golfing with. Oh, how she, she's, fucking she's good fantastic. did she have to be? I give her, her, I right. give her my well, well, money right now. See, that's the point she made in the piece. She had these three things about what you got to do and she was like, you have to not only find out who can be a sponsor, mm-hmm. which is, like you said, who has the power, who has the, as she calls it, who, I mean, we say this, but who has the juice to right. make something happen. Right. <clears throat> and then you got to make sure that they're familiar with your work and you. Right. Because a lot of times I think in Hollywood, you know, it's something that, like, I've been guilty of. People might know me, but they might not be familiar with my work. Right. And they got to be familiar with your work to say, you can do X. You, or you can't do X. Right. Or, wow, that's someone who I read their script, and, and you know what? If they can do this, I feel comfortable recommending them for anything. Right. Because this fucking blew me away. Or if they read and go, the motherfucker's not ready yet. But see, here's what I found is, especially in the last year, hmm. Chris and I kind of made this little pack at the beginning of last year okay. that we would work more with asking people for shit. Okay. Right? Fair. And one of the things that I made a plan with is like my number one plan of attack, because I don't do goals anymore. I make plans, right? For me. Yep. Is my number one plan was to change the perception that people have of me. Okay. Right? The perception that I know of when I meet people, everybody know every time they talk, like I just got back from the shoot, right? Mm-hmm. Where I was directing mm-hmm. and producing. Mm-hmm. And so... The perception to people is, oh, he's always working. He's he's a producer mm-hmm, level mm-hmm, writer mm-hmm, and all these mm-hmm. other things. He doesn't need anything. I don't need shit. And so I had to change the perception and mm-hmm. let people know, yes, I'm doing these things, but, but I, I'm still I need willing. A spon- I need a sponsor to bump me up. Right. I'm still willing to do these things, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest thing that I've changed and yeah. adjusted and... And, and and the proof is now in the pudding. Now it's starting to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Now UTA is hitting me. Now it's yeah. like all these yeah. people are coming to me, yeah. you know, because I put it out there for people to know that I'm willing. You know what I mean? Got it. So I think that's important. Yeah. The, well, the, I, well, that's a big thing because, the, you know, perception, people, you know, people always say, particularly out here, they say it everywhere. And I think she was saying it too. It's like, you got to fake it till you make it. Right. And the whole thing about that is you have to look like you're doing well. And if you look like you're doing well, then people will assume you are doing right. well because they that don't. That was a trap you got into. Right. People don't mm-hmm. know. People what, see my office. They see my yeah, cool car yeah, I drive. Yeah. Like, they're oh, like, oh, he's set. He's, he's good. Yeah. He, he, he wouldn't right. want to work on this thing that I'm doing right. over here. Da right. da da. And he, he, would be, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be a staff writer. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, well, no. So the perception. So yeah, that that's the big thing. Letting people know what you can do. As you said, what you're willing to do. Right. You know, because 
uh, I mean, this thing that I'm doing in Atlanta, it's like the guy who's, you know, like, like, he, like he was excited that right. I asked him to do this. Right. You know, and it's like. But he's a perfect ally you need, the perfect exactly. sponsor. Exactly. You know, exactly. somebody who well, specializes in helping people to do that. Well, yes. okay, you know for I mean? the listeners, because I mean, some, some I'm imagining some of your listeners are probably like, they got a couple scripts they have, right. and they're sitting there and they're like, yeah, I understand everything y'all are saying, but how do I find, get, acquire, meet a sponsor? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if I even have a good answer for you. Well, there's, well, for instance, when I was up there um, shooting this week, what's up um, there? I'm in San Francisco, okay. Sacramento. We were shooting this um, big concert scene for the movie that I'm. That's been right. Doing. You mentioned that. And so they gave me this kid to be my assistant. And he's just, he's a young actor. Mm-hmm. His name is Lamondo. Shout out to Mondo. <clears throat> and he was very, very like every time there was a break. So you know, here's what I'm doing. I would love to, you know, anything I could do. Mm-hmm. And he was always mm-hmm. trying to pick my brain or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I woke up this morning, he sent me a text saying, Hill, you know, I learned so much just hanging around you and working with you. You know, I would love for you to be my mentor, right? Mm. And I thought, hmm, that's not how I want to help somebody. Mm-hmm. I want I want somebody who just sticks around and just can tell that I am their mentor. If that makes right, I, 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 if you if you sense? if you have to have this formal conversation, yeah, like, it's not, you're my mentor and I'm your mentee. Right. I don't. I, that's it needs to happen organically. It has to be. And so that's where I was going. Was I have as you guys see sometimes you know you've been on the show for a long. I have young kids come in here all the time and sit in the podcast and sometimes I put them on the mic and. They all like, oh, we would love for you to be my mentor. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you just need to stick around. Yeah. You just yeah. need to keep yeah. being here. It's almost like they have to, like you as the mentor need to see something in them where you're right. like, uh, okay, I know how to help you. Right. Because some people, sometimes, like I just had a young lady um, send me her script and I read it over the holidays mm-hmm. and it's a period piece and set in, set in Haiti. Mm-hmm. And, and and she's, I'm sure she's, that's what she's looking for. Right. And, someone that, and I, it's like, I can read your script and give you notes, but I can't tell you how you can personally break into the business. I, I don't know how you're going to, how you personally are going to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So people are looking for a roadmap sometimes. Exactly. I think, I think you really are looking for an easy way into right. me. Well, and you also always have, looking for an easy way right. because they know it's hard. And the right. thing is, is that the, I think the worst thing, the worst thing about this industry is you hear these stories about, well, so-and-so's roommate called me up and, you know, right. like, like, you know, like so-and-so's roommate, you know, from USC is now agent at CAA and that's right. how I got in. You hear it all and the time. Yeah. That shit happens all, all the time. time. And yeah. it's like, you know, like those stories I think get out are also people who just get parked out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's like those stories get out, I think, to do two things. They are there to kind of like discourage certain people mm-hmm. and they're there to encourage certain people. But, but, at the same time, there's still stories that get out, and I think what other people don't realize is that's there's such rarities. So rare. There's so many yeah. people. I mean, I don't think people know like how many he, the town chews up so many mm-hmm. people. They come off the bus they every come day. Come out here every all day. the time. They have these dreams from all over the globe, and in all professions. I don't care if you're an actor, stuntman, uh, mm-hmm. whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, producer. And, you know, and it's really hard to get. It's it's you know the, the, the thing is once you get in, like 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 <clears> even <throat> at that point, it's hard to stay in. Because right. you gotta like keep doing work in a certain way, mm-hmm. and, and see, because you're only as good as your last thing. Yeah, right. absolutely. Is, is that people also people? I've seen all. I see him get you this book, mm-hmm. um, the Chavez Mentors book. <laughs> this guy's talking about um, you don't learn a lot from easy success, right? Because you don't know what happened 
to get you there. Yeah. Right. And it's like, and, yep. and, and, and not saying you get to wait 10 years, 20 years, something <laughs> like that, but it's like, but but something but I meet people all the time and they I've met, I ran into a friend of mine the other day in the street and he was like yeah my boss like he was like I can tell he's the kind of person who he just he gambled on a few things early and got to where he is so now he doesn't know how to deal with setbacks he doesn't know how to deal when people tell him mm-hmm. no about yeah. certain things well you learn more from your mistakes than you do from the things that just sort of went you know yeah. seamlessly and like oh yeah then we won an Oscar it's like okay yeah. because See, that is why and we've all known or met people like this. I've never met anybody, in the, whether they're an actor, whether they're a writer, producer, director, <clears throat> who got in really quickly and maintained it. There you go. Yeah, I, if you I, get in like that, I totally agree. two years, maybe three. Look at three. the Napoleon Dynamite gentleman. What was yeah, his name? What's his name? Uh, um, we can't it? remember it, but he was yeah. everywhere for a while, right? Yeah. Even did a movie with Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Had a buddy of mine who ended up in an acting class with him. Oh, and yeah, the, 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 the ice movie he did with Will Ferrell. Yeah, yes. right. yeah, yeah. I can't remember the actor's name. Forgive me. I Header. Wish. Header. Header. John, uh, not John Header? or Something Header. Mm-hmm. We'll call him Header. Mm-hmm. So he ended up in an acting class with a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and Header admitted, he's like, yeah, I, I ended up in all these movies. I don't really know how to act. Like, I don't really know how to do this. Hmm. You know, I was just sort of like, Napoleon, you know, Napoleon Dynamite was a specific thing, and right. I just sort of did that, but I don't have a range. He was kind of being himself probably in that Yeah, movie, I don't right? have a range. I don't, right. you know, so I'm trying well, to work yeah, on my well, craft Yeah, now. yeah, because people, people, see, the thing is, is that that Napoleon Dynamite role is such a specific character mm-hmm. that they're assuming that, that, you had, that he had to create that through the techniques of acting right. crap. It's like Vince Vaughn and Swingers to an extent, but he right, can act. Right, but you know right, my point. Right. You know well, I mean? see, Vince Vaughn, is a, well, Vince Vaughn is a similar is a similar case because if you look at his career, mm-hmm. he did Swingers mm-hmm. and then he was offered like all these movies. He was in like a Jurassic Park type yeah. of movie and, and he's always playing stuff. that character. And, and he mm-hmm. had this thing mm-hmm. and, 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 his, and his career kind of stalled. Right. And then, you know, and he, and I don't say he went away, but, but he didn't know what movies to choose. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like the, and, and you know, he was, wedding crasher brought him back. He was, right, you know, right, yeah, right, he was right. lucky with mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Like that. And, he, right. and, then, he, and then he did a couple Christmas movies, like four right. Christmases or something. And <laughs> like right. there were a couple ring, um, like, I don't know with Santa's and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He yeah, did but, some Christmas but, movies. But to me, and then to me, and then he was in that second season of true detective, mm-hmm. right. which, mm-hmm. which no one watched, but he's actually really good in it. Oh, he's great. Because people didn't expect the, I mean, I'm watching. He's and not I'm a like, bad actor. He's no. no, I was using him as an, as an example of somebody you see and you don't know anything about him previously. Right. Right, you never even right. seen Vince right. that I remember before, uh, before Swingers. Swingers. No, and but his character was so specific to his uh, 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 way of talking, his mm-hmm. staccato and mm-hmm. his his fast paced, yeah. and you know all that stuff. It it was it was like who is this guy? We yeah. got to have him mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. in this next so, thing, this but we want that guy. guy again. He's like, we, what, yeah, what, we what, want what, that what, same what, guy. Right. Yeah. He's probably like, what did I do to do that? Exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't recreate just, it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was you, just doing my thing. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah. it's but but the thing is, you know, that's but but again, it all kind of goes back to we were saying about like you know the uh, this what's this woman's name again the the Harris Harris about. People got to be familiar with your work. Absolutely. Because that's how they know they can recommend you to do things. So mm-hmm. how, do we, how do we help our listeners? And, and so how do, you, how do people become uh, familiar I, with I mean, your work? I mean, to me, I think what, you know, what's her name? Put the thing up. Lee Jessup put the thing up that you tweeted. Mm-hmm. On, on her page, yeah. she had like these. She just put us on her top list. Top list. Of, of, like um, the, the podcast? podcast? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, um, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. It's really good. I, so um, 
shout out to Lee, but she but she had those those top tier, you know, like writing things mm-hmm. on there. Like these obviously Austin and Nichols, right. but she had like four or five other ones too. Right. And then she had and second yeah, tier yeah, she, ones. Yeah, that was really cool because you usually just see Sundance, Austin, Austin Rebecca, Nichol, whatever the yeah, fuck Nichols. It, you know, that's it. But she was like, no, but there's a couple more. Yeah, the other yeah. ones coming up. Yeah, you know, yeah. I because I was looking at you know some agent stuff the other day. Mm-hmm. I, just, I was just I was just like looking them up online, see what it hit. And some people you would see, they would say, you know, like so and so signed like like a writer for, like from this contest, right? And it's like, okay, that's a way to do it, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, I mean, like I was talking with a friend of mine; she's uh, doing a movie uh, called um, "The Last Black Man in San Francisco." <laughs> and um, what the uh, hell is that about? When is it set? I think set now. Like okay, in, like okay. The current film. Um, <clears throat> it's based on an article. It's based on, well, because it's basically, you know how like the, the rents in San Francisco oh, are just so crazy. That it's oh, and it's gentrified. Gentrified right, to no right. end. Because I'm going to tell you, I haven't been there, forgive me, keep it up. Yeah. I haven't been there in about six, maybe seven years. Mm. The last time I was there, I usually go, I usually do my thing. I usually have, have um, um, I usually go riding at Cafe Floor, which is like right on Market, mm-hmm. right over by Castro mm-hmm. in the in the gay area, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And then I walk across the street, right by Castro, and go to this uh, Orphan Andes and have my pancakes. <laughs> and then I walk down the street on Castro to go say hi to all my friends who used to work at the salon I used to mm-hmm. work at, right. Mm-hmm. And then, so I turn on Castro at 18th or Market in, in and Castro. you're like, I'm on the wrong block. And I look, and it's just nothing but straight people walking with their babies yep. and whatever. And they're adding on to the sidewalk. Yep. Now, this is seven years ago, six, seven mm-hmm. years ago. So you can imagine I don't know what's what happened the fuck. since. I, did, I yeah. was like, where did all the gay people go? In the mm-hmm. Castro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was yeah. like, what the fuck it's, happened it's, here? It's gentrified as hell. And so, <laughs> but, she, but we were talking, and she was like, oh, you know, like, are you in the Sundance thing? Or I was like, no, I, I, I mean, I've applied. I just applied this year. She's like, oh, but, but and she's like, well, the thing about those programs is those things vouch for you. If yeah. you get in, then you're vouched for by right. the, the industry. Cause then the, the people who are in the industry don't know how to, uh, or don't have the time or don't, or, or, or the bandwidth even to vouch for, for right. writers. Because the thing about being a writer is, um, there's this woman, oh, she wrote this book called Good in the Room that I read like 10 years oh, ago. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, forget, I still get her email. I used to have that. I, I forget what she said. But, <clears throat> but see, she said something. She, she, but, but in her book, she was talking about how what happens a lot with writers mm-hmm. is, and this is a lot more movie writers, because that was her main thing, they come in and they've written a great sample. Stephanie Palmer, wrote yeah, good Stephanie Palmer, yeah, and it's a great sample. But then they're like people that you can't be in the room with, mm-hmm. and they're like psychopaths, mm-hmm. or, or 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 they have no personality, no personality, yeah, right. yeah. Or, or, or they can't talk about themselves, they or, themselves yeah. or they can't pitch, or just or, or, or they can't talk about the project right, and it's kind of like. That's the other part of the vetting process mm-hmm. because even when you because if you get into a, one of these like sun and they've already interviewed like you. That, they've interviewed yeah. you to see you, if you're normal. But but you've gone through that lab thing where they're right. interacting with you the way this right. is a very similar relationship but between. An at the same time, though, I will say the, the, they're not a meal ticket because I know people who've gone through these labs and right. stuff, and I'm one of them. I went right. through the film independent <clears> lab <throat> last year, right. or maybe it was the year before and that. I was a finalist this Sunday, and so, and yeah. it and. You know, it depends on how the lab is run and right. it depends on who they bring in right. to be your like guest speaker, right. mentors or whatever. Right. 
Because um, sometimes I, there's somebody hot working, sometimes somebody from five, ten years ago. Right. Or they right. bring in people who, like, you know, who talk a big game, like, yeah, I really want to help you, but they don't really connect with the Correct. program to really say, hey, give me those women's email mm-hmm. addresses. I'm in this other thing right now at the Women, at women in Film. It's mm-hmm. called Insight. It's all women of color. Um, writers, directors, producers, all people that women in film have vetted through, because I got a scholarship when I was at UCLA from women in film. Mm -hmm. So those of us women of color who got scholarships from UCLA were invited to be in this insight program. And so we had, I think it was Stephanie Elaine that came Mm -hmm. and talked to us. It's great. But what happens is we have these little group meetings with someone who could potentially be a mentor or a sponsor, but the lab running it doesn't really connect us. Even Mm. the last thing we had with this director I can't remember her name, but we had this TV director come in. She was telling us all about, and she was like, I want every one of you guys' email addresses. I'm like, mm. cool. But somebody has to be the go-between to right. do that. And these programs I find are somewhat lacking. That they, don't no bridge, through. they don't bridge that gap. <clears throat> like, either they don't take it seriously that the guest sponsor, mentor who was with us, working with us that day, mm-hmm. really wants our email addresses, mm. or they just forget about it or whatever. And I'm like, should I remind them that she wants yeah. our email address? I mean, I'm like... Yeah, Where I would. I, yes, you have to. Yes, yes, look, look, that's you know what it's. The, you know what we should say for our thing. It's like be bold mm. because that's what you have to do. Is I mean, look, I don't have any qualms about walking up to someone and it took me a while to get here and saying, "I want your email. Can I have your email?" Because that's such a very. Uh, it's an easy way for someone <laughs> to say, "Here it is." And they can give you a fake one, or they can never respond. Kind of like a phone number. It's so easy. It's like here it is. I mean, like I tell people, I I I don't know if I told everyone the story about how I met Gun Mazzara, but I'll just tell the story. So um, he was on a he he was on a panel at the Writers Guild called um, Writing Your Best Spec. This is back when people could like could still do specs. This is like right before the Walking Dead came out. I think I might have been there a long time ago. Um, and I recognized mm-hmm. his, there were four panelists there. And mm-hmm. it was Anthony Sparks, mm-hmm. Glenn, um, this woman, I forget her name now, damn it, she was on Buffy and on Battlestar, um, very famous writer too. Uh, and someone else was there. And I, oh, um, um, I know you're thinking you about know Buffy, with Buffy and, and Battlestar. Yeah, and she's on, um, uh, I follow her on Twitter. I know, uh, yeah. Jane Espenson. Jane Espenson, yes. Oh, she pulled yeah, it out. Love yeah, her. Yes, yeah. great, great. So, <clears throat> but I recognized. Um, Glenn from The Shield because I was mm-hmm. just watching The Shield and I was like oh fuck who's this guy and I had just watched one of his episodes mm. so when I walked to him I said oh Glenn you're, I'm a big fan I, your episode was this and I just remember watching it was, it was great and he like all these people were there mobbing him because you know at the time you mm-hmm. know it was, it was one of the first times that I started getting involved in the guild more and he was like oh you remember my shit and I was like yeah yeah and he's like what's going on I was like I have this pilot I would love for you to read it and he was like That's, I'm, he's, I'm really busy I was like just read the first 10 pages mm-hmm. if you don't like it don't call you know then don't email me back and i won't email you mm-hmm. about it and he was like oh so you give me that out like right. if i don't like it you're not gonna pester mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. cool he was like here's my email mm-hmm. and i was like okay cool i'll send it to you tomorrow see glenn is also one of the most approachable people yeah but at the time i didn't know right. that yeah. Yeah. Like, i didn't know that. Sure. And, and that same night i did the same thing with anthony sparks said, right. hey, and he was moderating and everyone's mm-hmm. mobbing him and you know he was what on the he I think he had just got on that J.J. Abrams show that the okay. one with um, Boris Kojo at the time mm-hmm. undercovers yeah, undercovers yeah and um, you know and so I, and so Glenn I just the next day I sent him this pilot and he got back to me maybe like six to eight weeks later mm-hmm. but he called that's me that's a long time but he called me yes but most people would have given, given up, up on the six to eight weeks yeah you feel me yeah 
That's good. Keep going. No, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, because you know, I mean, he called me. He called because I put my number on the, on the script. Right. He called me, said, "Hey, Chris, is this Chris Derrick?" I was like, "Yeah, who's this?" He was Glenn Mazzara. I read your script. <laughs> oh, shit, mm. I really fucking <laughs> liked it. Well, mm. you know, and he started telling me all this stuff. He started telling me other about people who who he wanted to send it to and everything mm-hmm. like that. And he was like, "So, so," and and that's how he and I became friends. You know, because mm-hmm. I just was like. You know, and I and I was always very judicial about what I asked him. Like I didn't, I wasn't always pestering about questions and small stuff. I was like, I could, I, I only want to ask him something that I really can't find the answer right. to, or is there somebody else like like lower else I could get to before mm-hmm. I go to him? Because right around that time when he read it, we were we were talking back and forth at that time. He just then got bumped up to be to run mm-hmm. Walking Dead, mm-hmm. you know, and he was like, "You don't know about the shitstorm about about yeah. about, about like yeah. what happened about why right. the reason why I'm running it, mm-hmm. you know." And he was like, "So I I can't bring you on, really. It's just too much politics." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I get it, I get." But he was honest with me and upfront about that, and we've always been cool mm-hmm. since since then. And um, but that's. One of the okay, ways. So that's one way. So you have to be bold. I mean, look, if you go up to people, people go to like, you know, the femme fatale thing, you know, mm-hmm. that, I mean, like, mm-hmm. that's the way, I remember I did that too. And just people that, people will respond to your boldness if you give them an out about the yeah. communication. So maybe not read your whole script, but hey, just read the first 10 pages. That's a way. Yeah, that's that's one way. Um, go ahead, you were about to But your, your mm-hmm. 10 pages had better be, be fucking super, good. They had to be solid. really good. And not just read in your, right. in, you know, with your friends or whatever, but you have some outside opinions on it. So, okay, so let's recap. So we've had, we've talked about like contests are a way. Make sure you vet all your contests. There's a lot of scams out there. A lot of them. Um, what contests are they? Look at past... What's that? And let's tell them what the what the top contests are. I mean, for me, I've entered Austin. I'll just talk to the ones I've entered. Mm-hmm. Austin, yeah. Sundance Episodic Lab, mm-hmm. Film Independent, which I got into. Um, shoot, I stay away from ScreenCraft. I'm going to be quite mm-hmm. honest with you. I because um, You see John and Grant go in about ScreenCraft. Yeah. I, I, like because for me, I entered one of their contests <laughs> last year in terms of getting funding for a film. Like mm-hmm. They were like, $30,000, we'll fund your film. I was like, yeah. all right, cool. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Then when I see that Shia LaBeouf is one of the semifinalists or quarterfinalists or whatever, right. I was like, Okay, you guys are not <laughs> exactly. really trying to help. Uh, the you know I don't I don't do like the final drafts contest whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean just find the ones that kind of s- like speak to you and then mm-hmm. look at who past winners were. Right. Look then figure out okay they won mm-hmm. then what happened you know. And I, w- I would say slam dance because slam, slam dance, dance is good. I think it makes you like an associate member of the guild if you win that. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is good. Oh, yeah. Oh, they have mm-hmm. the thing. I've been in yeah, slam dance before for like a short script. I've yeah. done slam right. dance. And there's actually a couple of the of the competitions that if you place first, second, right. third, that can help you to get become a caucus member, mm-hmm. which is like a associate member or something. something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. If you're a caucus member, you know, then then there's a there's the availability of you to get. Invited to certain kind of right. guild events and meet right. other. People. You could be a member. You could. You could. Yeah. 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 You, you, could you just can't vote. Right. Is the only right. thing. Right. Right. You, don't, you don't get the screeners. Because yeah. the thing that people don't realize is about going to the um, the guild events that that, <clears throat> that I've seen is yes, there's panelists there who are these high profile people, mm-hmm. but there's other. Like right. smart writers in the audience. Talk to the person sitting next to you. See you. Find out who they are. You know, because I, I remember. I remember. Yeah. I saw. Um, I went to that little thing that uh, Craig Mason puts on. That you know, that little, oh, yeah, that yeah. little seminar he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's two black guys, two black people in the room. Hmm. A side of me, so it's throwing three of us there, and I was like, "This is not cool." Right. Um, but but one of them was um, 
Aaron um, Rahan Thomas. Thomas, I was about you know, to say Thomas. And, yeah. You know, and he sat right next to me, and mm-hmm. he and I was talking a little bit. You know, I mean, he's a little standoffish, and uh, you know, we were just talking, and he was, and I was like, "Hey, man, can we like um, exchange emails or Facebook?" He's like, "Yeah, man, just hit me up." You know, because he's my name, blah blah blah. Right. And I've like talking to him a few times, but now he's running SWAT. So it's like, hey, right. you know, that's like that's and and I stayed in touch with him, you know, off and on through a lot of stuff, um, just to like stay in his ear because and to and this is the thing about being bold. It's like in the perseverance again, like the thing with the gunner. I was like eight, six, eight weeks later. Mm-hmm. It's like which you don't know about anybody is you don't know like when you there's something to do, right. mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. hey, yes, I'm doing this panel because I agreed, but. I have like a script as due, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't have time to read no else's shit for That's like six saying. weeks. He was about to start running a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in yeah. the midst yeah. of drama, yeah. by the drama. way. So drama. So drama. Google it if you don't know. I know. I know. That was good. Yeah. That should have been like five, six months when, he, uh, when the show uh, shut down. Glenn is an ally. Yeah, Glenn, yeah. Glenn, is, Glenn an ally. is a perfect ally. Yeah. You so, but 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 the thing is that if but 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 you go to those events. There's other well, people in let's the sort of, Let's sort of distinguish the events, okay? Right. Because there's there's two types going on at the, at the Writers Guild. There's <clears> the <throat> events that are for members, caucus members, associate members, whatever, right. that are free. You know, we just get the emails mm-hmm. and we RSVP. Yeah. And if you... First come, first, first, come, first you mm-hmm. show up. Now the Writers Guild Foundation right. has events also where the, you pay like $20, right. $25, and you... Right. Listen to a TV writer of yeah. their, you know, whoever they you get pick, to see John panel, and Craig or whatever. Panel, like. whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do. They do. John and Craig do, do right. their live show or whatever, yeah. but they do other things. Like I think Wendy Calhoun just did right. a thing with them or whatever. Right. So, um, I if so, if you can't get into the guild, at least the Rise Guild Foundation gives mm-hmm. you something. Hang out at that right. Like for, this is for those of you in LA. If you guys are not in LA, then this might not apply. But hang out at that Writers Guild Foundation library. It's mm-hmm. free for everyone. Yep. Yeah, first uh, floor. Go in there, the read scripts because I'm. I need to go in there and read. Um, oh, what is it? I got to read. Crap, I can't remember. Oh, the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, okay, love that. I saw it on TV over mm-hmm. the holidays. And I was like, I forgot how good this was. With Guy really Pierce, the one with Guy Pierce. Yes, yeah. and um, Jim Cas. Oh, Cas- no. Yeah, Caviezel. Jim, Jim Caviezel. Caviezel. Yeah, yeah. I do, not Jim Cassavetes. That's the different thing. <laughs> okay, and, and a young um, uh, Superman, young uh, Christopher Reeve. No, no, no. no. Oh, uh, oh, Henry Cavill. Yeah. Henry Cavill is the son. Oh, yes. Henry Cavill is a son really? who gets kidnapped, and the count has to save him. It's real cute. Anyway, so I gotta go because I'm working a period piece in yeah. that time frame. Like I need to go read that script. Mm-hmm. It's not available online. Mm-hmm. It's before PDFs and whatnot. Anyway, you never know who you're going to meet in There's there. There's another place if you want to actually own your script. Mm-hmm. It's called Script City. Mm. You can actually buy the script for like twenty, twenty-five dollars okay. or whatever. You know, okay. they have almost everything. But at the same time, you yeah. won't get the communal effect of being in. You the, won't, in but the, but some like for me, I like to highlight through. I like to grab yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. What so, I do is I take notes. Yeah. I, I I take I re, you know because the Rise Guild Foundation won't let you take those scripts right. out, so you have to you know, and some of them are bound. Yeah. You know? yeah. So you guys you read it, and then I'll just sit there on a laptop and take notes right. on the things that I find. But now you can get them on PDF. Mm-hmm. In, in and the I may form, I may so, do that, yeah. but I mean you got to be in these environments where you can meet. I like that. We just take that if you can afford it. There's like. Like where screenwriters do that, the work writing type right. situation, like Hatchery Press or mm-hmm. the Metaphor Club just started in. And God, I forgot about the Hatchery. The Metaphor Club is yeah. down in. It just opened. It's Black Run, mm-hmm. and it really is open to Black Run. It's close to USC. Oh, it's in Lamert Park. Is it in Lamert Park? I think so. Yeah, yeah. you probably yeah. saw. Some oh emails, yeah, whatever. yeah. I was invited to yeah. like the opening. I, I went. I went to like one of their events there where they had a couple black male TV writers. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. It's a nice little space. Mm-hmm. So if you're down there and you can afford to like do that, you can, again you can sort of commune with other people who it's are important. writing. It's important. 
It was important. You were talking about being in the audience, and and I always talk about this that the first year we did, like every year we do the NAACP Image Award nominations mm-hmm. for the Black mm-hmm. Committee at the Writers mm-hmm. Guild. And the first year we did it, I co-hosted it with Ben, Ben Corey Jones, who's now a showrunner on um, Boomerang, right, with Lena. And so, um, hmm? and so we, <laughs> shut up. And so um, the next year um, we did it again and, and Barry, Jenkins mm-hmm. was on it for Moonlight. Mm-hmm. And he said in the audience, he said, he said, you know what's funny? He said, I sat here last year in the audience. And mm-hmm. now here I am mm-hmm. up here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, see, that's why it's important for you to go. Because sometimes people always ask me, oh, do you go to events? I was like, I go to a ton of events. But for me, I'm always about getting one piece of information. Mm-hmm. If I could just get one more thing that I didn't know mm-hmm. or yep. learn some or other way to person. look at it. Meet whatever. one quality right. person. Right. Um, okay, so th- this is the other thing. I, when I did, speaking of John and Craig, uh, John August and Craig Mason, who do script notes, they do live events. Yeah. So this is back like they have the five years, five years ago. Period. I went to their superhero spectacular. It was a live uh, thing. They had little snacks beforehand, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just in there and get my little snacks or whatever. I turn around and this woman is like, "Hi, I'm Aline. How are you doing? It's oh, Aline Brock McKenna. McKenna, right? Oh, interesting. So she's she's like, you know, tell me about yourself. And I told her I was like, you know, ex Air Force. I, work, mm-hmm. I just came off working on Army Wise. Da right. da da. You know, I'm having issues with the representation. She right. was like. Give me your information. You're the hmm. most interesting person I've met in here. Your today. story is very interesting. And yeah. so, she, and so I can, you know, can I, you know, connect with her? Not push you on email. Right. She was like, I'm, I'm going to set you up with. And so she set me up with a meeting with um, Spellman, um, who was on Good Wife at the time. Okay. Um, Nicole Tramble Spellman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so we kind of <laughs> sat. It was just really cool because we sat, the three of us sat. These are both A list. You wow, know, writers all three my, of you. Yeah, really. Sat like had a little meal over at Melrose, mm-hmm. or whatever, and had. Um, you know, just uh, talk about what my next step should be. Awesome. Um, Aline, I give her credit. She was the one, because I was originally going to do my World War II mm-hmm. um, women pilot thing as right. like a feature. She was like, no, no. Make it a show. That's a series. Yeah. And I was like, really? She's like, that's a series. So mm-hmm. then I went and did it. Yeah. You know? See, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm going to say, say one thing on there. Too. So that was an accidental sort of running into You, you wrote a kick-ass script that I read over the, over the oh, holiday too. Good script. Um. I was gonna say okay. That's something that I read in a book one time about how, what how people could, you see something that you missed there. I don't know if you you caught it, but it's like when people are gonna introduce it to someone, mm. you need to ask them if they can be at that meeting, if they can come to the coffee, hmm. if they can come to the breakfast, if they can come to the dinner. Right. Because that way, it's like that first meeting with mm-hmm. someone new to you could be like a little. Um, it's just a little awkward. It's kind of like a blind date. Yeah. But but three. But but three. She's coming in there. But 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 the well, thing also, is. But but the thing is, she met you already. Yeah. You know, she, well, also and, and also, Aline yeah. was was ensconced in features at the time. This is before right. Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Right. So as, in terms of TV and being a TV writer, she was like, "Well, that that's not my wheelhouse right now." Mm-hmm. But I know someone who's on The Good Wife, Nicole Tramble Spellman, mm-hmm. who's also a black woman. She's like, mm-hmm. "Let me bring her into this, yeah. and we can right. we can and power." She, out. And mm-hmm. the thing about Aline is, she's obviously smart that way. Like like yeah. I gotta make is that this work. Yes, yes, okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but but that's the thing too. It's like I remember this guy was saying in his book I was reading. He was like, always if someone hook you up with a meeting, see if they can be there. Mm. It's very tricky to do that, but see if they can do there because they can make the conversation easier. If that person's met you and knows you, 
it's like they introduce you first. Oh, this is hey man, what's up? Oh, mm-hmm. this is someone I'm gonna meet. You. This is a guy I was telling you about. This is a girl I was telling you about. And you guys sit down. You can talk, and you can, and then and then you can start asking about them. And it's not this back. It's, it's yeah. not this right. binary conversation. Right. And it makes it easier for you to make a better impression. I like it. Way. But here's there, a, you can be. It's, go ahead. It's hard. You can't well, here's the other happen. key of the story. When you're in a, a situation. Uh, and a list screenwriter just happens to turn around and say, "Hi, I'm Aline." Mm-hmm. You know, be ready to be ready have a to conversation have with this person. Yes, have have your sort of super short, you know, like two minutes under. Yeah. I didn't talk her ear up. I was like, maybe even a minute. Mm-hmm. And she said, "Oh yeah, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, and this." And she was like, "You're the most interesting person I've met in this party so far." <laughs> and she and she was like, and then she started in, like introducing me to other people that she's like, "Oh my gosh, you guys got to meet Linnell." She did da 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 da. And because I gave her something pitchable, mm-hmm. because it's like, "Oh, you got to meet Linnell." She just came out of the Air Force. She works. She worked on Army Wives. Da 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 da. That that was easy for her to right. sort of transition me to meet. Oh, here are these other people. Yeah, right. well, see, the, see, that's the thing. And you were too. fresh off the show at that time. Yes, that's, right. that's yes. the thing too. It's it's like. Be ready to know how to pitch your story quickly. Practice it in the mirror if you need to. Or people need to know because that again is about what I was saying earlier about you know are they vetting you? Do you come in? Do you if they yes you wrote a good script but can you come in and like like you said talk about yourself Mm -hmm. but do it in a way that's like pitching like it's 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 all about sales and yeah and, and and sales is not. People don't don't realize that, but it's it's it, the product you're selling is you. Yep. Well, let me you say know? something. So, I had I had a conversation with Mick Betancourt, uh, the showrunner on my show, <clears throat> and we were talking about um, imposter syndrome. Mm. So he connected me with another one of his friends who is a huge director in TV who had it, mm-hmm. and mm. and Mick and him had a conversation, and Mick told him you could be the biggest director in TV if you embraced the fact of where you come from. Okay. So did you lean in with the fact I'm this dude who went to jail and I did this and I did this. Mm. That's why I'm such a good director for you. Interesting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And now he is one of the biggest directors in TV, right? And so that person called me and we had a long discussion about imposter Imposter syndrome syndrome because I told him I had a moment in our room where I was sitting there and they were philosophizing about philosophy and I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, And luckily I caught myself and went, oh my God, I'm the only one in the room who was there in the, in the 80s into this scene, though. And I yeah, had to, I had to yeah. find my strength back yes, while yes, I listened to this philosophy yes. going on. And, and, and so he helped me lean into that, right. having a conversation well, the, with no, him. That was your superpower. The right, 80s I didn't realize 90s it. Education. I didn't realize it, but, now, yeah. but as soon as mm-hmm. that happened, my shift shifted in the room. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And things started getting on the board even faster from my point of view once I realized what my strength was. Yeah. You and know focus I mean? on that. Right. Yeah. I mean, other people know, uh, you know, the de- philosophy of Descartes or whatever. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, you know, it's not right. my thing. What's Machiavelli. You know about the Enlightenment? What's wrong with you? Machia- <laughs> Machiavelli, you know, yeah. Rousseau. The Prince? I, I, Come on I don't, now. I don't, you know. Know the I don't know all this. Okay? You got to know that. I didn't, I didn't get that type right. of education. <laughs> so you let them have that. That's and that's okay. That's called didn't You let them right? have that as their superpower. And if that comes into play on your show, great. But you bringing your education about the 80s and 90s, you know, punk scene or whatever, you play to that, right? And, and that doesn't and mean that doesn't mean you're not at home googling Descartes and Machiavelli, right? Because you can do that on the breaks in the room, and that shit you don't understand. You should be googling. Right. Okay, let me catch up. Yeah, so I, I would just sit there writing shit down, going, I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, but you're gonna catch up. See what that is, I mean, you know, so I can have a conversation yeah. later on. Mm-hmm. But but 
we you can fall into imposter syndrome really, really quick. easy for in sure. this industry. In I felt it. I felt you it because listen, you're I was, the only black person in the room for or sure. Whatever, you know, or you've been plucked from nowhere <laughs> right. and been given a staff writer job, mm-hmm. and you're like, I've never even worked in this business right. before. You know? Yeah. Well, look, I mean, you had to learn the hard way. Yeah. Everybody, I, I had it. Yeah. To, to, you feel that all the time because you. For me, it's like when I'm doing something new. Mm-hmm. I feel it because I'm like I, it, it. It doesn't matter what I've done. It, it 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 that doesn't matter. It's like I don't know if I can do it. Mm. I always feel when I, pr- I approach a, a project that I uh, that I haven't done before that mm. type of thing. That I'm always like I don't know how to do this. Really, That's the excitement of it to me. I though. really don't know how yeah. to do this, and it's scary as right. shit. It's always should be, anything scary. worth doing that's worthwhile doing right. is going to be, be scary. scary yeah. yeah, but the thing is, but you know, but 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 but, but the thing is, it's tricky. A lot of times when you're directing, it's like everyone's looking at you for the answer, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Fuck, I don't know the answer right mm-hmm. now." It's okay, and it's okay that you don't know. It's, oh, it's so, okay. It's, so, it's no. It's totally fine. You don't have to know that, you, and you have to be careful with how you let people know that you don't know that. But what I'm saying is. That is what overcomes people a lot in this business, and it's fine, and it's normal, and it's like you—you—you you, you have to go through that. Right. I don't think there's any time where anybody feels that they don't know what they're doing and that they shouldn't be there. I—I mm-hmm. I, I feel like that is just what it, I mean. It, unless you're one of those lazy writers who's constantly on the same type of show over and over mm-hmm. again, like like if you jump on uh, NCIS, New Orleans, yeah, go to yeah, NCIS if, regular, and then go yeah, to NCIS yeah, 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 LA. Yeah, if, you, if I mean, if, hey, nothing against they those shows. All the way to nothing the bank, against those so shows. Go ahead and do nothing it. Nothing at all. My mom <laughs> watches them people up watch one side, down the other, all the time. But the people, the writers who are on those shows, mm-hmm. are comfortable doing that thing. Right. And you know what? I love the fact that they can do it and, and make huge money out they of make it. Huge you know? money out of it. Um, but I just kind of feel like if they are the there's someone who we might talk about later, but um, who might come on the, a guest who might come on the show who did this, who made the jump from spending eight seasons on a procedural mm-hmm. and then jumped on to a serialized show mm-hmm. that was having problems. Right. And, oh, I and, think I know who you're talking about. And they need to fix. I know who you're talking about. And it's like, that's like a, it's not, it's, that's an art. It's a, yeah, because yeah. the situation is not ideal when you right. come in and in, it's, which is like a show that's in problems is different than a show that's even a new show. Right. Because then there's like, well, should we cancel this shit? Right. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it right, we're going to cancel. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different pressures, mm-hmm. you know? Um, All right, well, let me, let's try to bring it back mm-hmm. to the, the, the TED Talk and the, the sponsors. So mm-hmm. we said contests, we said, you know, labs approaching people like you did with Glenn and then what was the other oh um, here's here's something I'm being at events being at events and being if, and having your personal right. story ready so when I met this kid the other day who's going to be my assistant right for during while we were shooting I said to him I said he said is there anything you need me to do and I says I have one thing he said what and you've heard me say this both of you many times I said if I drop it pick it up mm. I said I'm not telling you to be my slave I'm telling you that so I went back and gave him an example of when I assisted somebody. Mm-hmm. And this is my process. So and you've seen me, even when I'm helping Pam, if she's casting, and I'm already a producer, but her casting assistant can't come, Selena can't come, I'm acting like I'm getting coffee. I, still. Yeah. That's what yeah. I do. If I yeah. said I'm going to do it, yeah. I'm going to treat you like I'm that. Yeah. Right? So I gave him an example of something that I worked on with Pamela where I assisted the crap out of her, and Cedric the Entertainer turned around and went, Man, who is this dude right here? And she went, he's a producer. He's just helping me out. He's a man, we need him on the set. Like that, mm-hmm. because I was doing so much shit. 
you know, and he could see it. People see what's going mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. So then I said, when I say if I drop it, pick it up, I just mean help me. Yeah. Make it easier for me. Yeah. You see, I'm sitting there. I ain't had no water in 30 minutes or an hour. Grab me one. Yeah. They're serving lunch and be I'm proactive. still working. Be, Go be, grab be me a plate. Before thinking and proactive. Exactly. You know what I mean? Think like Ass- a fish. You know, like start assessing what might he need? Exactly. Oh, he's been sitting here a minute. Let me go grab a water. Exactly. Or that's maybe, all I maybe, need. Well, see, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, that's the mistake that a lot of people make is the mistake they make is you think that because you're there, you're there to watch as an assistant right. or that you're or to talk in your ear the whole yeah. time right or to mentor him yeah, yeah, like yeah. oh let me show you how this is this is gonna go and you're trying to get a job done so it's that a, can come later it's not that the whole thing it's, 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 well, it's what you said now forward thinking like the mm. person that is you know that you're assisting is it is you to be anticipating their needs. Yep. Right. You need to be able to say, okay, this is what he you need might to be need. ahead of me. Yeah, right. be, yeah. This is what he right. might need right now because we're getting ready to run and do this. I might need to get two or waters while right now. I'm hold on. Bo- broiled in a inner, you know, monologue or dialogue with like, should it be this shot? Or should, should I? Should you know? Should we wide? Should, mm-hmm. should we shoot it this way? I mean, you see the you see the wheels turn in my head. Mm-hmm. Then you go get the lunch, or right. you go get the snack, right. or you go get my almonds, or get, get my water, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I, if you facilitate the fact that I'm thinking so hard, I don't even have time. To even right, I never sat down. I, I don't you, have time. You never to sit do down this. when you direct, Chris. No, you never no. sit down, Linnell. No, you know what I mean. I don't. I didn't sit down the entire fucking day. I mean, you know what I mean. So yeah, you know, you might sit down when they're like changing around. No, I didn't but, do but shit. Just, I never but, sat down. But, but that you might. But but even then, you don't want to because right. you might at lunch. You might be right. If you're not right, how I right. with the DP, or, or if I, I, see the thing about this, this is what you know. Someone told me they have this thing in Europe called French hours, mm-hmm. where they keep the food out all day. Yes, yes, that's starting to do that here for, now. It's, it's oh, for okay. ten, but you shoot ten hours to the twelve, mm-hmm. and it's basically the food's out all day, and you just go and eat when you, but, but when, like, oh, they're setting that light. Oh, Give me ten minutes, mm-hmm. okay. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go eat, as opposed to taking that break for lunch. Because right. the thing that 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 I actually would prefer that because mm-hmm. what I hate about taking the lunch break is the momentum. momentum. The momentum. Yes. Well, there's yes. a, a momentum for everybody, but for me personally, I can't think about eating. Mm. I'm thinking about what we haven't done yet. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. what we for, do sure. for sure. Oh, what what is, shots right. didn't what I get? Yeah. Or how do I catch up? Or I'm behind on my day or whatever. Yeah, it's a lot happening. Is it better to turn around or should we just keep going for the food? I know. So it's hard for me to sit there and eat. And people and I'm like, when I eat, I gotta eat really fast and people want to talk. I'm like, I don't I don't have time to talk to nobody. Because everybody is, comes over Still want to ask you questions And you're thinking about The next exactly. shot The next thing The next scene Do we get to right. cut shit Or right. what are we going to do And I just kind of feel like You know what If I could, if I could be in a, and, and you're hungry During the day mm-hmm. You're like When the fuck is lunch Going to be here Starving the fuck is, and, you, and, you, and that's the thing I hate about it too Is that and You say to yourself when the fuck is lunch going to get here? Mm-hmm. And there's a, and maybe an hour before that's happening that you're kind of going, well, <laughs> fuck, you know, we have to do this before we break for lunch. Right. There's all this stuff going on. And maybe you're hungry. And it's like, if the food was always out, you wouldn't have to do that at all. You'd just be right. like, I'm, I'm, you know what? He's got to get that. He's got the deep people go, hey, how much you need? I need 10 minutes. It's really 15 minutes. Which means mm-hmm. you could go and grab something to eat and come back. Right. And he's yeah. not ready yet. You know? And the funny thing is, is I've never been on any set, whether I'm producing, directing, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And lunchtime comes... We are at a place where we needed another twenty minutes. Right, almost right. every time. You know I, what I mean? It does not fail. Yeah, yeah. You always stop when you did, didn't want to. Oh, I do another shot. Do another take. Do another take. Does not fail. I don't know if I can do it after lunch. And and the thing about the worst thing about that is with acting is 
I mean, you know, people come back from lunch and they're slow. They yes. got the they get the itis, and mm-hmm. this, and everyone's gonna get in back into the swing, and it's and and also like everyone is detorked because they want to eat, and it's like no, I need to get the, that that energy that we just built, the momentum, yep. the, 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 the that groove. The, 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 well, the actors could have reached some level of like understanding about the scene that was like they're in the moment for that scene at right then and there that they're not gonna recapture, right? right. Well, the wonderful thing about the French hours I've heard also, because it's 10 hours instead of 12, is that if you show up at 7, then you're going home at 5, and people can have, spend time with their families. That's good. That's, so I've heard a few sets around town mm-hmm. have been doing mm-hmm. that. So I don't know. Um, <clears throat> so I talked about this before on another episode. Um, you know, every, you've seen me. Every time there's a panel that I'm not a part of, even if I put it together, whatever, I always sit in the front row. Sure. Here's why. I learned the very first movie that I ever sold was this movie called Blackout, and it's a horror movie. And all of a sudden, I was starting to get asked mm-hmm. to be on panels. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'll never forget one of the first time I sat and I was sitting with all these like high level writers, right? And my little horror movie that I wrote. And I was sitting there and I looked out into the audience. You know, somebody's talking, and sometimes you're looking at them or you're just looking out across the audience. And I looked across the audience and know to realize I can only see the people in the first two rows. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. went. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure I'm always in, in a place because there are lots of times when you may be on a panel and you're not speaking. Yeah. You're just glancing across yeah. the room. Yeah. So you're going to remember the faces you saw mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you see them. Yep. So my advice, if you go to a panel or you know an event, try to get close. At least, if you can't get in the front row, because sometimes they're reserved or whatever the fuck. But try to get close so that the people on a panel will recognize your face. So if you see them at the grocery store, you'll be like, hey, I saw you at blah, yep. blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, you're in the front row. You're in the Right, they right, don't right, right, right. You know what I mean? So just think about that. That's something to do. Well, yeah, you know, like, don't shoot it like schools that are sitting in the back row right. for some crazy no, reason. No. And that's the other thing. I never sit in the back because as a black man, I don't want to be in the back. That's, that's fair. That's my thing. Here's the other thing I'll add in terms of like finding a sponsor. It could come from yours, you know, being an assistant at like an agency, a mm-hmm. studio to a showrunner right. or whatever. That's another way in. I would caution you though, if you do get that assistant that's job. That's a longer road though. I, if you yeah. do get that assistant job, um, and granted, everybody's got to pay their bills and right. they got, more, you know, rent and mm-hmm. food and whatever to buy. I have a friend of mine who became, I had lunch with him right before the holidays. Mm-hmm. He's an assistant at for a president of a major studio. I won't right. say which one. <laughs> and they get minimum wage, right? Um, but in the two years since he's left UCLA, or maybe it's even three, mm-hmm. he has not written a new script. Oof. He has not directed anything. And he's primarily oh. directed. He has not directed anything new. Not good. His whole focus is dealing with this president. Not good. Like forwarding him scripts, answering the emails at all hours, answering the texts, you know, right. his agenda. And it's his year job, round. Year round, right. not and it's, stop. and it's like a 16-hour day at not least. Good. So I, and that's I, I told him, that's, that's what trap. I told him. I said, dude, for 2019, I think right. you need to find another assistant job where you mm. can have time during the day to either do your writing or right. directing, whatever, because you're getting stale. You're it's getting hard cold. because you get a position with... And furthermore, this guy right. is not elevating him. This guy is not sponsoring him. Okay, right. this right. guy is not going in rooms and be like, "Hey, I got this really good." You know, he's young, never going to do that. No, no. He sees you as only assistant, is, and he's had ten of them. You know, who's done the same thing? Here's the thing: the assistant route is really good if you want to be an executive. 
if you want to be creative, then it helps if you can be in a, like a writer's assistant like on a show. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, that's not a job you should be taking. Right. It's really not unless you want to be executive. It doesn't matter if you get a sweet job to work at some production company or something like that. You're never going to have the time and everyone's going to see you as you used to be the assistant. I know one person who like moved up to the assistant route mm-hmm. from... Uh, you know, who's he's a writer, but and and his, and his situation was such a unique situation is that he same thing. He's he he had assistant job, couldn't write his own shit for 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 a year and a half, mm-hmm. and then what happened is they came up to to renegotiate their deal, the studio and that company, mm-hmm. and during the time period that they rene- they were they were renegotiating the deal, the is a company that was. It was primarily based in New York, but had an office here. Mm-hmm. They let the the the, the LA executive go because he mm-hmm. was fucking up anyway. Mm-hmm. So my friend was just there to to answer phone calls mm-hmm. for a company that didn't have a deal anymore, or was going to have one, but it was in limbo. So they really could even take scripts. Nice. So we had six months. Mm. Where he just was, he'd go to the office, collect his check, and maybe answer the phone call a couple times right. a day. And, right. mm-hmm. and he wrote, and he Smart. wrote two screenplays, two screenplays like yeah. like during that time. And because he knew other assistants and stuff like that on the lot, mm-hmm. he was able to say, "Hey, I wrote this. We've been at lunch. Can you read this after me?" Mm-hmm. But but you know, he would never had an opportunity right. unless there was that really weird moment where the, the, where he where he didn't where he was getting paid to not do anything. Right. You know, with his own shit. Right. But so that's to me like like I mean like I had a job like that one time as, as an assistant for at this fi- at this film finance company, and I could not do shit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and, yeah. and, and, and I mean, and he wasn't calling me like after hours and stuff like that. But it was like such Once a you got home, but you it was were but it was drained. such a stressful right. yeah. job. I mean, we were dealing with like movies collapsing all the time, mm-hmm. and we would you know work on the movie that the Heath Ledger died died on. Oh dear! All wow. kind of, I mean, wow. shit like shit like, that. and that's like causing everybody panic. Right. Yeah, and that, and that panic. Cri- cri- the, you're in crisis yeah, management. Yeah, that's a crisis and, management. And, and we were constantly doing it, on, getting sued for just so much shit the whole time I was there. And the thing is, that it's like you don't, and it's not affecting you. Like your job, really, but it is, but mm-hmm. or your livelihood, but you can't like just, but but you can't step out of that that clothing mm-hmm. the minute you walk out the door. No, right. You got to no. deal with it's just draining as hell. And I remember that time. I I mean, like I didn't write shit during that time. Mm-hmm. Couldn't yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a it's a double edged sword. Oh, just but be careful. So, so here's the last thing I want to say about this TED talk with the woman, and we'll I guess we can put we'll it do a little golden glove. We'll put it in the show notes. She had this thing at the end where she was saying. There's three things that you gotta that you can ask people to see if if they are your sponsor. Right. You remember what they are? I don't remember what they are, oh, but, okay. but but she was saying there was she was saying that you ask people to do it, and that there's three responses they'll give you is that that one you'll find out that they don't have the juice that they really oh, have. Yep, yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember that. That now. was yeah. so That was so on point. Yes. It, uh, uh, so if they're saying no, it's not necessarily be be, because your talent right. is not there yeah, or your, your abilities are not there. Yeah. They know yeah. I don't have the, the juice, juice to move right. you to the next you. level. And that's or, true of managers and agents. For, right. for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then, and she said three things, but I remember that. Uh, that, that that was brilliant. The person doesn't have the juice and and and, and they're never going to admit that they don't have that power. And the third thing, I can't remember the person, but the third thing she was like, like, they might not like you, <laughs> and but at true. least now you know. That's true. And yeah, and at that point now, now you know, know and, and you, you like, stop messing boom, with them right. and move you on, move right. on, find someone else. Because because you might get a situation where you might be talking with someone that you that you know could help you, mm-hmm. but 
are they going to help you? Mm-hmm. And, and they may and, and they may talk a big game that they do help people, blah blah blah. But are they actually helping you? And right. if they and if you ask them the question point blank mm-hmm. and they give you the no, yep. there's a reason why yep. it could be that they don't have well, the juice or they just don't since, like you. Since we're talking about sponsorships, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say this because I'm mentor sponsorship whatever. In my life and my career, the people that have helped me have not been my sponsors. Oh, mentors. for sure. You know for if sure. that makes sense. But what I realized is. Those sponsors and mentors are people that I can go to for advice mm-hmm. when I need them. Mm-hmm. They may not give me a for job, sure. for sure. But that to me is just as powerful. It is when valuable. I needed it having having those people you, know you can I mean? turn to. Oh, Everybody thinks they're supposed to give you something that that's a good sponsor. Like no, no, no. no. Sometimes just it's about them being the available, right. so you can tap into their their database, if right. you will, and say. You know, I, I had no problem calling up or emailing Jeff Melvoin, mm-hmm. you know, in you know, showrunner, mm-hmm. runs showrunner's training program mm-hmm. or whatever, just saying, Hey, I'm thinking about this, but I'm not sure. What do you think? Right. You know? And he'd tell me what well, he thinks. Yeah, you know, like, that's the thing too that you had to realize. Or too. even, you know, Aline, like that mm-hmm. even that with that meeting she said, she remembered yeah. me and I'm like, Hey, wh- what do you think? But you have to have something happening right. in order to, to start bothering people right. with your problems. Don't just go, Hey, can you read my my eighth right. draft or whatever? No. <laughs> don't find we'll find another that. network yeah. to do that in. That's again Don't the, use those people for reading your scripts. You also mm-hmm. use those people for um I'm I, you know, I've got. I'm trying to figure out showrunners for what. A thing. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Do you know this guy? Whatever. Right. right. No big decision who time. You're, I mean, look, you didn't know the favor you're asking. Mm-hmm. Yep. And don't blow small ones on. Yes. You know, like on on just don't. Do, it's like I say another story about like with you know like with Doug Atchison. Like I've known him for years, mm-hmm. and I never asked him to read anything because I was like, I don't know. There's a time I want to ask him to read something, right. yep. but the stuff I was working on, I just didn't want to do it. I showed him my movie because he asked he asked me to see. It. I was telling him I was working on. It. He said, Let me see it, mm-hmm. and he really liked it. Mm-hmm. But when he did read my movie, the Wells thing, because he read it through a competition blind, and we were talking about it, and he was like, and, and, and he was he was like, you never told me to read anything. You never asked me <laughs> to read anything. And I was like, I, I was like, Doug, I'm not going to ask you. Right. I'm not. Gonna, it's just there's times when I want to ask you. Like mm-hmm. I, it needs to be ready, ready where I feel like. This will this will blow you away because right. if you burn that one shot mm-hmm. and they don't respond the right way, you really can't go back to them. Right, you right. Know? It's done. It's true. It's over. So that's, that's you know. It's, Be careful. It's, it, yeah, you have to. Yeah, so that's the big. That's the big pick, thing. Pick when you're gonna really ask for those favors. Right. And by uh, and, and 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 let me just say this: people like Darnell, my assistant, who always comes over, I always tell him. I'm like, I told him from day one. I'm like, look. I'm a sweetheart, mm. but I'm also an asshole. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I only mean that, that like, for instance, you know, I got all those books down there, right? I might go, I want you to read this book. I'm the type of dude, let a week go by and you I'm didn't read that book. I'm the type of guy. I'm sorry. I'm a little But really. I'm doing your girlfriend. That's something you can't believe. Sorry. You know what I mean? I, like I said, when I first, when my mentor told me, you know, you need to take two years and just learn everything you can and study with everybody. I put, spent about 10 G's. Yep. Right? Yep. For two years yep. fucking studying with everybody. Mm-hmm. There's not a guru out there I didn't take the class. Mm-hmm. Not one. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I'm saying I did all this to get to where I am now. What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? I'm mm-hmm. not just going to be like, oh, well, here's the key. And not everyone has 10 G's. No. But take your ass to the library. No. And I don't have time to teach you. Right? So I'm mm-hmm. like, Glenn, Glenn has a whole philosophy. He's like, I don't have time to teach you. 
You know, you need to learn your shit yourself. Listen, listen. I ran this problem with I ran this problem with a veterans group that I was I was asked to set up oh, the yeah. writer, the writers group for the, um, this veterans mm-hmm. organization that is. You know, it started as a networking group for veterans who are working in the entertainment business, either as actor, producer, stuntman, director, writer, whatever. And then so I was they asked me, okay, set up the writers group. Mm -hmm. And so what it morphed into, sadly, because I'd say, guys, bring your pages and we'll read it out loud Mm -hmm. and we'll discuss it or we'll give you notes like, we'll just you know, about seven or eight of us will sit around table and we'll Mm -hmm. just, you know, read people's stuff and like any writers group works. Mm -hmm. First of all, people weren't doing the writing. And then it was a matter of people wanting to be taught how to do this. Mm. How do I intercut between two scenes? What does that look like? How do you know? It's like I'm not trying to run a school for free. Right, like I have exactly. a master's degree from UCLA. Yeah, if I there are to go format teach, books out there. Okay. Yeah. You, have you? Have you, you? I need to see your initiative. <clears throat> That's Again, exactly what I'm I, saying. I need to see your initiative yes. that you're gonna figure this out on your own, or go say, hey, I'm gonna point the movie to like a Pilar. Mm-hmm. I'll go to UCLA Extension. Mm-hmm. Go to any of the options that are around town. I mean, any of them. Mm-hmm. You know. Script anatomy, right. whatever. It's online. There's, there's all kind. Yeah. Online also. Yeah. I mean, just somewhere where you can get the basics. Me, right. I started screenwriting at a community college mm-hmm. in um, Southern Illinois, right. like right outside of St. Louis. Uh, community college. They had a screenwriting class at night. I went there, and that taught me the basics. Right. Here's the format. Here's how it differs from novel writing. Then you write your write your script, mm-hmm. and it was like a silent film I wrote. The first right. thing I wrote was not anything with dialogue. It was mm-hmm. a silent film to figure mm-hmm. out how to do those action mm-hmm. blocks. How to move a How story to make it compelling sure. in those action blocks. Right. And then I shot the thing, mm-hmm. you know, and it got in a couple of festivals. And I, right. From then on, I was hooked. Right. But you got to go somewhere and learn the basics. Hell, you can go to Glendale Community College out here. You can go to L.A. Community College. Or, yeah, yeah. LACC. You can I'm go there. I'm just saying, it's, it's, it's 2019. Yeah. It's fucking online now. See, you can yeah. get it for free. Or if you just want to, some people yes. like the classroom environment and they want to be able to like connect with other right. people, I'm just whatever. You know. right. But here's the thing about it. The thing that I realized about 10, maybe 15 years ago is for a long time, people wanted to write the great American novel. Mm. And it's been supplanted by people that, mm. they, that they want to write the great American screenplay. And what it is 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 that just like with you know, but people want the shortcuts. But the thing is, all this stuff is available to you to learn, and you have to like just take the baby steps mm-hmm. first. And and literally, almost every community college has got some screenwriting yeah. thing. The way they yeah. used to have like here's like write novel your writing. first novel, yeah, or creative writing, write your short creative, creative writing, writing is what they call like, it. Like, like like write your short. It story, is the new. In, it's the new thing. It's, 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 it's a money maker it, for every school. I mean, they don't it, have yeah, it. Yeah, and it ha- and it, and that's again. You know, like I said, you know, back in the day, everyone was wanting to write the, the American novel, and there was tons and tons of novels being written that were terrible, and all this kind of short stories, everything like that, just tons of. And now, but and made the competition is really high, and now right. it's been this for screenwriting. It's like the competition is very, very high because everyone is writing mm-hmm. it because everyone is like, I can do this, and everyone's got a and, web series, and, 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 got, and, yeah, yeah. And, and now, on yeah, because the, the the means of production are so cheap too, mm-hmm. then everyone's like, I can just do this, I can just be shooting and blah blah blah, and. People, people want that. See, to me, people want that. Uh, they want the fame mm-hmm. of it more than anything. Yeah. And to me, it's like you want to work. You want you need to, to be, embrace the grind. To, to, to grind. You know, I was I was reading. You know, I was reading this. Um, because the grind is kind of fun to me sometimes. Sometimes I'm having fun in the grind. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I it, that's I was reading this interview with about um, August Wilson, and mm-hmm. he quoted some. Indian philosopher who said, um, "All you can really, uh, exp- you know, like enjoy is the work. 
Mm. You can't I, I, like or embrace the pro- enjoy the process. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Like, like you can't look for like the the rewards, the goal. You can't mm-hmm. ask for the mm-hmm. rewards. Right. You don't know what the rewards are going to be, and right. and the rewards shouldn't be driving you. It should mm-hmm. be kind of get the work done and yeah. do and, and do it well. Because mm-hmm. if you embrace the process, when you get that rejection, you're not like collapsed, all, all, you know, eating a, a tub of ice cream, laying on your couch for mm-hmm. two days, watching binging on Netflix. You know, woe is me, mm-hmm. whatever. You just you do like you just rejection. Okay, that happened. Moving on. I got mm-hmm. I got uh, I'm moving forward with my other mm-hmm. writing, my other project. Whatever we'll have to, we'll have to do one on rejection. I don't think we've done one on we rejection. Done one. But that, that's a really good. I like how you're saying that, Linnell. That's that's a really good. Yeah. If you're really, if you're you should be so busy. Yes. If you're busy on the process, I've got like right now I'm writing a feature. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some other stuff like projects in the back burner or whatever. Mm-hmm. If I get a rejection from something I submitted to, and it, first of all, I submit and, and forget. Right. Honestly, you got until to. you until you, it's kind of like audi- like actors with auditioning. You mm-hmm. go in, you do your best, and then right. until like if they don't call you, they don't call right. you. Whatever. Like, don't on. don't write May third no. is the the, the day. Right. That, don't do it. People don't do on it. Twitter like right. where is get the results of Sundance. <laughs> Find no. some shit to do. Don't do it. Don't go do to the gym. See, yeah. Go do see, some yoga. See, see, here's, it, Be surprised it, when see, you see your name is yeah, on the list. Yeah, and that, yeah. exactly. Again, this is what August Wilson was saying. I find it so fascinating. He was saying the minute I type the end on one play. I don't get up. I start on the next play oh, right that's then. That's intense. I mean, right wow. then. Eric Heiserer, who wrote The Arrival, yep. and I think he also wrote We're Bird, have him on the show. He also wrote Bird Box. Bird Box. Did yeah. you see on Twitter how he said last year he wrote four features and oh, two yeah. pilots? I was like, shit. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I'm nothing. I'm yeah. a speck of lint. I'm a speck of, speck of lint compared to this yes. man. Speck of lint. So now, mind you, his craft is a letter. Um, he's he's op- like that, and that's not yeah. the expectation. He's at the top but of I'll the say game. this for 2019, mm-hmm. everyone out there listening, it's like set whatever goal is right for you. If your goal for 2019 is I'm gonna finish one feature, bravo, do that. Right. It doesn't need to be Eric Heiser level because he's been doing this for a long time. Right. He's an Oscar nominee. Right. He's work. He's operating right. on a different level. He understands craft. He knows and how to do it. Here, fast. Here's the other thing: Eric Heiser probably has. He has someone to do his clothing, his his cook his meals, you know, whatever. I'm just I'm making assumptions about him, but he probably has some help. He can afford it. I've got to go do my sure. own grocery shopping right. and all this. Other, like right. we have things that take time out of our day, mm-hmm. or whatever. So yeah, he, he wrote. I, I don't question his work ethic at all, but th- don't think you need to be at that level. Just set like I want to write one feature and one palette this year. That's six months apiece. Right. Figure out how you do can do it. that. You got to do it. Yeah, I'm a doer. That's what I'm. People, when I was up north, everybody was like, "Oh my God, Hilliard, I'm seeing you do all these things and whatever, blah blah blah." And I'm like, I, 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 for instance, I had to talk to my sister who I haven't spoken to in about eight months. Okay, right? okay. And it's because I can't deal with people who say they're gonna do some shit and they don't do it. Okay, it's hard for me. That's everywhere. It's in this hard town. for me. I don't have the patience. It, our life is hard enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'll just disassociate. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'm, a, I'm not just going to be all passive aggressive and just mm-hmm. ignore you. I'm going to be like, look, for a couple months, it's going to be some distance. I'm telling you why, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not just going to be like, oh, I ain't even speaking to her. Yeah. Because well, I'm going to tell you, you right. know what I mean, what Do the deal face. is. Like so, we, so we sat down on Monday. I haven't seen her in probably a year. And I laid in to let her know what my issues were and how she needed to get her shit together for us to have a real relationship again because I can't deal with that bullshit that they be doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel so, you. Anyway. I feel you. No, but, you have to. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I mean, the ethics, the, the working, again, that's the thing too that, you know, that's the thing that Janine Sherman was always talking about. It's like... Speaking of somebody who used to do regular and went to the, the drama, 
But she used to work. She used to work comedy. Comedy, comedy, comedy. But she always says, "Be ready." You know, like you know, like make sure you're ready. Like like you think that you have a lot of time in your life, and you know, and you don't, and. I mean, it, I mean, and you don't because you aren't managing your time right. I mean, it's interesting mm-hmm. you brought up this thing about like, oh, you, oh, you, like you get the rejection letter mm-hmm. and you're gonna binge the Netflix and blah 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 for mm-hmm. two days. Don't do that. See, well, see, look, I'm gonna say right now, I like did that when I turned in that thing for DMA mm-hmm. because I was because I was writing three projects at the same time. That's and different. I, and I got that done right. and I finished it at like I and, I and I submitted it to her at like I think eleven o'clock right before the deadline at midnight, mm-hmm. and then. The next day, I got up and I started working on two things. And then at like at like mid at like noon, mm-hmm. I was like, "I'm gonna watch Netflix for the rest of the day." But I just that's a treat, though. But I just yeah, that's a different thing. See, and but, when we do it, we are researching. Yeah, we are. Yeah, because we use it. You totally what use we it. do. And you got to re. Your what happened was you were tapped. Like your your brain was tapped. I couldn't. And so you had it empties. You know, in all fairness, your creative mojo, if you will, it sort of empties out. And because you've done this project, you got it. You had a deadline. You got it in. And now you need to refill the tank. Right. So that means if it means sitting and reading a book, you know, outside for a Mm -hmm. while, if that's a book that you could potentially like. Every time I read something, I get words, phrases. I'm like, oh, this is good. This is good. This is good. Or you watch. why you or you're watching TV exactly shows, why. you're watching movies or whatever. I do that with Stephen King. I'm like, God, he's yeah, he can turn a phrase. Just, <laughs> he can turn a phrase. Yeah, <laughs> but you, you got to refill the tank. So I'm not against like I did this over the holidays. I was like, you know, what? I'm just gonna relax with my parents and watch mm-hmm. a few movies. Right. I'm still, I did knock out a few pages. I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like grinding, grinding, yeah, grinding. I didn't every either. Day. That's rare for me. I was kind of like, if my, yeah. if my parents want to go to the damn outlet mall, we're gonna go to the damn outlet right. mall, and we're gonna spend a day right. out there with them buying shit that they don't, they don't need, whatever, because they got more money and sense. Fine. So, then maybe, like so then maybe I don't get like you know I don't get my three hours in that right. I want to get in on the script. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's fine. You, gotta, you have to be forgiving of yourself. That's right. not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is people who like I see it all the time. They get that rejection and then that stops them. Let the rejection be that motivation that fuel in your engine. Like okay, right. now I'm a, I'm gonna go even harder yeah. and faster. I used to keep those rejection letters. I, don't I do still anymore, do. I, I put I, I have a, do them. I have an org box yeah. on my Gmail that every time a rejection letter comes in, I just move it over there <laughs> and it. it goes Goes back years. That's hilarious. You know, and I also want to know. Okay, who rejected me? This is going to come back around. List, yeah, they could go on a list. I can remember. No, but the thing about it is, is I say it because it's kind of like you. I brought that up because it's like you have your moments when when you can blow it off. You know, but it shouldn't be because you were told no. No, because yeah. exactly. people are told no all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Right. They're always told. I mean, I, I remember you mentioned the, Stephen King. He was rejected by like 20, 20 publishers okay. for like the best yeah, for, ever. Yeah, for like <laughs> yeah, really the, the, the Harry Potter book was also rejected, rejected by twenty right. people, thirty right. people. You know, but I mean. And he kept all, and I think it was like Cujo or Fire. Or right. it, was, it was Cujo or Kerry got rejected like 20, 30 times. And it's like, really? Dude? I think it was Kerry. I was like, what the fuck, man? I I, I think it was like, because he says it in his book, the on writing book, mm-hmm. he mentions how he was like, oh, I have that book. Like he was working on the. The, the, the roof of some like hostess factory thing in the mm. summer cleaning it off I was like what the fuck is this job and he was, it, it sounded so foul but he was saying he was like I had to do but I had to do it that it was a job. real menial job real yeah, menial yeah. job yeah I, I, it's kind of like, like, like there's all this like rotten food and shit like that was being kicked out and I, mm. I was like that's a really really tough job but that's when he but then he's been I go home and at night I would type up 
the book. And I, I, I can't remember the order of the like, like the order of his publishing mm-hmm. is not the order that he wrote the stuff. Like he wrote oh, okay. something, he wrote something that got rejected. Yeah, so something you, sat on the shelf while he wrote something. something else. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to say like he wrote Carrie mm-hmm. and the, and then turned it around and like sent something else in. And then I, I don't remember. He explained the book, but it's interesting. He's well, fucking writing all the fucking time. Which reminds me though, here's the funny thing about we were talking about the competitions earlier. Mm-hmm. Is that sometimes you'll enter a competition and you will be a finalist or a winner okay. in this one, mm-hmm. and then another one. Oh, for sure, you don't get in at for all, sure. or you're a quarterfinal. Yeah, it's like yeah, there's no there's no parody. There's no parody for yeah. whatsoever. So because the readers so, are all different, and who knows what their right. what their agenda is? Because right. trust me, every competition out there has some sort of agenda. Everybody does. They have the mandate. They have their all. Or the they agenda. have a specifically they're looking for mm-hmm. certain types of stories. Sure. Right, sure. the, the, the that I mean, yeah, they're looking for some types of stories that you could write the best script that there is for them, or that or that the judges really love. Right. They still might say we can't give this anything because it's not fitting what we want to do. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just could happen. Just, some it, sometimes it, people it, are looking at like, can this be produced? Right, and you made a cool so, ass so, art so, film, yeah. a no, with some noir in it. but but the thing I say to people all the time, you know, maybe not so much now because the way the industry is. But for like a long time, mm-hmm. um, every movie that came out, the other studios rejected it. Oh, God, yeah. They all rejected oh, yeah. it. They oh, said, Titanic. The guy Universal, uh, who used to run Universal, rege- would, didn't want to do Titanic. Hmm. Oh, Ron so Meyer. They, Ron, yes, Ron Meyer, yes. Meyer, he yeah. tells that story all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's just... It, like, it happens. I mean, like, that's the thing that you got to say to yourself. Like, the movies that come out, they went to every studio. Right. In town with, with and the same thing with television shows. They, I mean, not maybe not because some stuff can't go everywhere, but they go to a lot of places. Right. So people say, no, not for us. It doesn't fit our mandate. Right. They might not tell you that, but internally they might be like, that we can't put it on the air. So, so, okay, so, so you're saying with the let's let's spend like about ten minutes talking about the Golden Globe. Okay, how long are we in on this show? Already? Well, we're about one twenty right now. Oh Lord. Okay. Oh, so here's the thing I wanted to just get into really quick about the Golden Globes, and my my New Year's resolution is I'm not going. to Listen, no one sets out to make a bad movie. They okay? That's a so, lie. That's a lie. No, you know no, it's true. No, everyone puts in their best efforts. Right. And so I, I, for 2019, I've, 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 you know, I'm not getting on Twitter anymore. I'm talking trash about anybody's movie. And even in this industry, you don't do that stuff because they'll stick to you like yeah. Teflon. But I guess my issue comes with the Golden Globes. I'm sitting there watching it. And I'm not understanding these categories specifically for motion picture. Okay. So we have two categories. Drama motion picture and musical comedy motion picture. So and they nominate five I films. I hate that. I they, agree. And with they you. nominate I mean, yeah. five films for each, right. which I, I'm fine with. Okay, they want to separate the dramas from the musicals or comedies. Eh, fine, mm-hmm. but I don't understand how Bohemian Rhapsody is in the drama motion picture category. Same with Star Is Born and Green Book, and also Star Is Born. Right? Mm-hmm. They're in drama, but Green Book is in musical or comedy motion picture. It comes across as a comedy. It's very. It's funny. I think I'm not um, saying that's why, but I'm uh, justifyingly. I think that's about why. Green, about Green Green Book. I, I didn't. I didn't have the same comedic reaction to it. I mean, it's it's pretty serious stuff we're talking There's about. There's definitely I mean, some serious stuff. Segregation, but it's also racism funny. in the South, right. and it could have been, it been in the drama I category. Guess, I agree. Yeah, and then Bohemian Rhapsody. How do you drama? Uh, that should have been in a musical, right? So why were these not? Well, you have to understand. There's always some weird thing. The Hollywood Foreign Press. Who, who puts together the Golden Globes. And why was a, story, a Star is Born not in musical? They are comedy. always getting some sort of 
uh, pushback yeah. for a lot what, of people don't have respect for for, for, what, for what they choose and stuff like <laughs> right. that. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. the whole thing that with Todd Perry. That's I think the last thing I saw when Todd Perry was like, "If y'all wondering if we're that drunk in the audience we're on TV, right. well, we are that drunk because exactly. they are that drunk." And mm. at the Oscars, they don't fucking allow yeah. alcohol mm. because it's just kind of. I mean, look, the Hollywood Foreign Press. If they, I mean, they are their own body. Mm-hmm. They look at their their award situation a different way, and so then they just. I think they categorize it their their own way. Right. I think there was one year where Matt Damon was up for something that was like. Was oh like no! I, I didn't remember the con- controversy with um, that road trip movie that Julia Roberts and uh, Johnny Depp did, or or no, the Mexican or or something. It, it was it, Brad Pitt. Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Yeah, yeah. And it ended it was, up in like it ended up like a co- I don't know. It ended up in the wrong category. Maybe I'm thinking the wrong movie. Mm-hmm. But the movie um, was called the Mexican. But movie. I was happy for um, Regina King, right. who won supporting actress, I believe. Let me scroll mm-hmm. over. Um, it seems actors in drama. No, hang on. Supporting. Let's go. Sorry, dead air, dead air, dead air. Okay, supporting actress in a co- in a drama series. I believe that. Or no, supporting actress in. Lord, where's Regina King? Supporting actress in a motion picture. Right. That's a Regina King one mm-hmm. for if Bill Street could talk. Um, she's the glue that holds the film together, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, I was great. It was great to see. Um, Mahershala. No, Jeff Bridges got the. Oh Cecil. yeah, could, oh, yeah, yeah that was Cecil, cool. Yeah, yeah and also Car- Carol Burnett got honored yeah, as well. I saw those too, Carol. Um, Jeff is amazing. <laughs> you, I was interesting. You sit there and watch those those tributes with someone like Jeff, and you're like, he's done a lot. Fuck, like Starman. Since he yes. was a babe, like and a he little. He was so young. And like white even squall, if you wa- even if you watch like, like Fabulous Baker Boys or yeah, yeah, he's been in so much stuff that I I just it's career. You forget. I kept sitting there going, how much money does he have? He has been in hundreds of movies. Everything. Fisher King. I mean, come on, dude. And he's always like, first and second lead. First and second lead. The first original. I mean, the thing thing about Jeff Bridges is that this is the thing I was telling someone the other day. We're having some little, just a little argument on Twitter about, uh, what's his name? John Borman and William Friedkin, you know? And uh, the, and one of the things that someone told me one time, he says, you know, uh, people's talent. <clears throat> there's a lot of talent is is really in also what you choose to do, mm-hmm. because that will determine a, a lot of stuff that you that you like how far you go. Because mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do it, you know. And you have the juice to make things happen mm-hmm. doesn't mean you should. Um, and then you and I'm looking at this 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 Jeff Bridges resume and I'm just it's movies I remember loving as watching yeah. growing up loving yeah. but it's so many that are so yeah. good that mm-hmm. he's so he's, good in he spans different generations Vision also film. because you talk to a Gen Xer and they don't know they know Jeff Bridges for a certain thing but yeah. if you talk to like he's a, a chameleon. If, if you talk to like a m- millennial they probably know him more for um the the True Grit movie right, right, or right. Yeah. yeah yeah but he was in that and people mm-hmm. love him from the the Coen Brothers film mm-hmm. the uh, uh, Big, Big Lebowski, Lebowski. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I mean I for, you know, a couple of years ago, he was in the Hell or High Water. But he, oh, Hell or High Water you know, was fantastic. Like you said, fantastic. You know, I mean, go, I mean, going back to the last picture yeah. show in like mm-hmm. '73, it's like, right. damn, dude, like you yeah. have a career. Like that is a career. Yeah. He but, has worked steadily. But okay, so um, one of the things I was kind of looking at over the holiday break was also there's this book I think it's called Grit. Look, look, look for it on Amazon. Oh, I've heard of it. And okay. it talks about how yes, talent will get you so far because there's a lot of people that have talent, Tons. but you've got to have grit. And the grit is what we were just talking about when, like, again, when the rejection comes in, you're like, fuck it, I keep going. Right. I don't mind you, I'm on a path. Mm-hmm. You don't let 
that stuff stops you. Grit and resiliency. That get those. If you have talent plus grit combined, you're gonna get somewhere. And it's fascinating because I'm sure Jeff Bridges. <clears throat> we don't know, but he's had his setbacks. I'm sure. Oh God, I'm, yeah, sure, I'm sure he's had his things where you know Harrison Ford got the part right. instead of he did when oh, he yeah. in his younger right. years for right. sure. I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure they were in competition were, for, for sure. sure. Like Indiana Jones was like, yeah. mm, you know, right. Uh, whatever I know, Tom yeah. Selleck was up for it too. But I'm, I'm just saying. I'm mean, yeah. saying yeah. he was in that in that wheelhouse too, mm-hmm. where he could have been in contention for them, some of that right. stuff. But you made me think about how Hollywood. The reason I learned this from you know I was an actor first, right? Mm-hmm. And about a year or two into being in L.A., I, the more people I met here, I realized, oh, there's a pattern here. Being somebody who studies human behavior, the majority of people who come off the boat or off the bus, or drive their car here every day. Drive their Honda. Are people who were like the best person in the musical Mm -hmm. at their school. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. the most prettiest person in their school. The cutest cheerleader. The best looking guy who should probably be in a soap, as an example. From Derry, New Hampshire. The best dancer, whatever the fuck, right? Or um, Flint, Michigan, or wherever you're from. Mm -hmm. And so, but but, but here's what... At first, I was scared. I'd go into auditions and be like, oh, my God, this person is like nine times better looking than me. Right. Oh, my God, this person is like six foot two, perfectly chiseled like fucking Tyson mm-hmm. the model. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. And eventually, I started going... And then it going, gives you a little bit of imposter syndrome. You're like, ooh. Yes. And you eventually get it. But what helped me to release it, and it's the same thing with being a writer and everything mm-hmm. too, right, is that I immediately went, oh, but they're not me. Nope. Your uniqueness is the only thing that you have because, because, and I didn't learn more of this until I started actually casting and producing myself. Then I went, oh, you don't get the part because you're not perfect for it. You don't get the part because you were too tall against the lead. Mm-hmm. You didn't mm-hmm. get the part because you were dark skin over light skin. Mm-hmm. You didn't get the part, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Your voice was too low and they needed mm-hmm. somebody with baritone. Mm-hmm. Stupid reasons. Yeah. Right? Once I realized that, the pressure was off of me. So I, t- I encourage that and tell that to other young mm-hmm. actors mm-hmm. in particular. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. So it's the same thing with our writing. Yep. You're only as good as your script. Yep. Your script will get through. Sometimes it takes years for it to make it through, but it eventually gets through. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you have is, and I was telling somebody the other day about, they said something about, yeah, but now I'm 40 years old. I said, yeah, but you're not 30. When you Four were 30, years old, you have a bank of life experience to exactly. pull off of. I said, draw what from. you know now is not what you knew when you were 30. Yeah. And that's what makes you so yeah. much better. And embrace that right. instead of being like, eh, eh. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so whenever I think about, man, I wish I would have made it when I was 32, I don't. You might have been in and out I don't. 32. You I don't, don't know. Things happen the way they're right. supposed to happen for a reason. Embrace, right. embrace that. I'm so much yeah. more prepared for it yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And well, I've been in this sure. industry. For sure. I'm 48 years well, old. I've been in this industry since I'm 12. You know what I mean? That's a long time. The thing is, people don't, people don't, people don't realize on the outside how, like I said at the top of the podcast, how hard is it to stay in? Right. There's so much stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Because the system is built to push you out. Right. Yeah, it, it, it has really it has to because, it, it, I mean, you know, I mean, the talent thing, you know, the talent, they, people will tell you all the time out here, like, talent is a dime a dozen. Like, everybody Fucking, I mean, in reality, fucking everybody has a talent. And if they know how to fucking like to maximize it, then they can be successful. Right. But even then, 
you can maximize your talent. You still might not be successful, or you might be successful for a second. Yeah. It's because you don't have enough other things around you to help you navigate the other stuff in the industry, the rejection, mm-hmm. the, this mm-hmm. constant, the uh, the politics. The, which, the, the which, fact that you're in a new city. Like, if you yeah. just come out oh, here yeah. and you don't have friends yeah. and you no, don't know where to be, it's super, ex- totally super expensive. Different. Yeah, but, but the thing you got to say to yourself, too, is like, I, I notice this a lot. Sometimes I'll sit down and I'll watch people and I'm just kind of like, Oh, so what happened to them? Like they had a really great run on certain things, mm-hmm. and what happened? And then, and and invariably, it's personal life stuff. It's always personal. It's it's something where either the politics, because coming people come here with the baggage. Yeah, there's mm. politics. And they think that making it's going to solve right it. solve the baggage. You know no. what I mean? Yeah, no. there's there's politics. You got to work you your baggage out. With. You have to, you, there's you know I mean I mean like there's the movie coming out. I think what I saw it on Will Smith's thing. They just doing started principal photography on mm-hmm. Bad Boys Three, okay. Okay. But I said so they my, finally got a script. They will. They got a script. They're gonna go with. Okay. But I'm saying to myself, <laughs> when was the last time I saw Martin Lawrence liking anything? Mm-hmm. But you remember he had that time he was like caught running around like right like, and, and part like in crazy the streets or yeah. something yeah. like that because this is a lot happening to you and that's just a major star coming from when he did Boomerang or not Boomerang but House Party. Oh, he was in Boomerang yeah, too. Boomerang too. Probably, I think I think it was. I remember. So I said that. I know, but part? he was in House Party and it's like House Party and then in these movies and now it's like oh he's still having to do it. But there but there's been a lull. Big between, Mama's House. It's been a, yeah. Big. I think there's been a lull since the last Big Mama's House and this movie. Mm-hmm. And he might have been on that TV show with. Uh, Kelsey Grammer. That, oh, that the, was probably the last you, you know, yeah, but, but yeah, that yeah, was yeah. like, but that only went one it season. Short, yeah. And but it's like, what? But, and you say to yourself, you're flying high. Mm-hmm. What could get into your life that can? And it happens. It happens to a lot of people. Yeah. But but you look at someone like Tucker. I mean, it's a lot of people, and mm-hmm. you don't know what it is. You can't know what it is. But that's where the industry like really chews on people and wait. And and, and those are stories you never hear about. Right. You know, it's too bad. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck happened to him? He was so great. Well, or she was so good. Before we wrap up, mm-hmm. so so did you enjoy the Golden Gloves this year? All um, in all? I was watching was on a plane, and the sound was a little bit spotty. Yeah. You know, and the captain kept interjecting his opinions and stuff about, mm-hmm. or not opinions, but like we're we're doing this. I was like, I don't care, doing right. this. Okay. So I was happy to see Glenn, Glenn Close got recognized ah, too. She's she's love my Glenn. A legend as well. I put her. I put her in the Jeff Bridges category. She's the reason well. I write. People don't know the story. Oh, really? I, I tell you off. off okay. Line. You know, I don't. She's never won an Oscar or anything. What? She never won an Nine Oscar. for Fatal Attraction. She didn't win Best Supporting Actress. I think she might have been Attraction. nominated, but I don't think yeah, she won. Uh, we, I don't I'd, think she have won. To, I'd have to. We'd have to I'd, Google I, that. I'm pretty sure she hasn't she, won an Oscar. Okay, but we were talking about Green Book offline. Yes. And I just wanted to say this online because I think I do think it's a little important. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally enjoyed the movie. I had a problem or two, mm-hmm. but they weren't so much that didn't make me enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, I guess it was just to be expected when, I'm just going to say it, when white folks write a script like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to focus on... Yeah, know, and it was his dad. He, it was it was a son who right. wrote the story about his dad. Right. And once you know that, I, I was because what what struck me was like I was watching Golden Globes, and then I saw Mahershala Ali right. get supporting actor, and yes. I was going, wow, how is, why is he in a supporting actor category? Again, mm-hmm. me having issues with the categories, or whatever. And I, and then when I finally, they also didn't want them to compete against each other. When I finally reflected back, you know, on, it's yeah, politics. right, right, right. When I found, but they'll let like the girls from the favorite compete with the one another. Uh, Olivia true. Coleman and Emma Stone. Or, is, uh, Rachel. No, he had Rachel. a better chance of winning at supporting. Again, so you know, right. then the, we're kind well, of well, playing but see, games. Then. But, 
But they could have put him in a musical comedy. You know, they do they have a musical comedy? I mean, right, it's all this right. kind of crazy. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so I was kind of like, oh, how is this supporting? And then I actually thought about the film. I was like, oh, no, no. It's not his movie. It, it, the perspective is from the Viggo Mortensen right. character from the jump. Right. We meet him first. He saves him all the time. Now, I right. guess the challenge for you, scre- for you screamers out there is watch Green Book and think about, okay, how? What kind of movie would you make? Just right. do it hypothetical in your brain. I did it while I was driving. You picked drive. some cool ass shit that could have been that I would have wanted to see. Yeah, from yeah. another perspective. Right, I was right. Like, if, if you had focused on, on the on the Don movie. Shirley character right. instead, to know, you know, what was what was he doing? Mm-hmm. You know, how did he get to where he was? Right. What was? And then we, you know, there's a little bit of controversy about the film because Mahershala Ali is, was told there was no family, and mm-hmm. it turns out there was, and. They have a different, you know, recollection of how events were right. were done. But again, this is someone doing a film. I, I don't understand how they didn't get the life rights from Don Shirley's family or whatever. I guess they just decided, well, we're just going to do the movie, okay? But <laughs> again, I, you know, here, but so it's like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> the movie, the movie is, is is good. I enjoyed it. My yeah. parent, my two older parents, enjoyed it because mm-hmm. again, they know they're from the south and they know yeah. about how you know navigating. Through Alabama, yeah. and they were just—they were, they, they were, they were so excited it about. Feels the, good at they the were end. so excited about the different spots. Who in Louisville right. now? Who he in Alabama? Right, now? You know, right, they were right. so excited about that. This is like a road trip too. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a white saver. We mm-hmm. talked about that too. There's it's definitely where, a white saver. Yes. Um, the strong points are the performances. I thought were strong from everyone. Right, Vigo killed it. Too. Even Linda Cardellini. Yes. You know, yes. and that and the whole family that mm-hmm. the Vigo Mortensen character has. Mm-hmm. But again, the challenge I would put out to people who are like trying to write something this year: just think about if you were going to do it, how would you do it differently? Instead of getting on Twitter, because I saw a lot of backlash about the film on Twitter yeah. and people attacking or whatever and saying, yeah. "Oh my God, you don't even meet Rahershala Ali until you know twenty minutes into the film." It's like, well, that's telling you right now whose film it is. <laughs> Even though it's called Green Book, which, yeah. which was, you know, I guess the, if the title had possibly been different, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because when you have a title like Green Book, you're implying to me, because that is an item from African-American yeah. it, history. It was a very tiny subplot to the movie at all. Right. You know, yeah. So. I mean, he did stay at some different hotels. Yeah. I'm sorry, spoiler alert. Um, he did stay at some different hotels from the Viggo mm-hmm. Mortensen character. Um, that the, So the two were separated at times. And you could see the, the difference in the, right. the conditions. Yeah. Um, I, I I like the film, but again, think about how you would do it differently. Instead of like just lashing out on Twitter and being like, this is canceled and mm-hmm. we hate this or whatever. And No, think about if you were going to do it from Mahershala Ali, the, the Don Shirley character's point of view, mm-hmm. what would that movie be? Right. And go write that. Or go find those stories mm-hmm. because they're out there. I thought Don Shirley was just so compelling. I understood him. He played the fuck out entire, of him. <laughs> entirely. I understood like his... I mean, being it's also his disconnect too with his own people. Right, he right? ain't from the hood. He ain't from that it, growing up. Right, like that. which, I love which that. is something you know we right. all talk about on this podcast mm-hmm. time and time again about the nuance in yes. black culture. Yes, and the nuance in black life. Mm-hmm. Like just because you're black doesn't mean that we all right. think and act the same. Even in the '60s, there right? Were people who were successful. Don Shirley was doing something right. else because he had hung out in Russia and mm-hmm. he like learned piano and all these and spoke mm-hmm. Russian and all these different languages. Like mm-hmm. that's on another level. Right. And so. The the image I loved see, in the film. See, 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 that to me goes back. What I remember, I was saying this to you before. It's kind of like, what is the story? What's the storytelling box that black stories are stuck in? Because a story where it's kind of like the guy who did Emperor Jones, like he spent a lot of time in Russia too, the black guy, and um, it's like. You know, you don't tell the story, or to to not tell the story about the black man who went to Russia to learn 
some sort of cultural aspect that he didn't bring to the states mm-hmm. to to for his livelihood. It's a crime. Not to, it's a crime right. because that's like such a rare story. That's like, completely. Different. I mean, I, I mean, like that's what movies are supposed to tell you. Right. That story. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't need to tell you the story about people just hanging out in the hood or mm-hmm. people hanging out in the south. But they don't think nobody can relate to all that but stuff. See, well, but it's, it's yeah, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, see, mm-hmm. then show the fish out. Can, see, I show felt, felt for Shirley so much because, like, see, I, I see, see, I, like, you know, that that to me, the, the, the people who always say. That I don't think the audience can relate. Blah blah blah. I, to me, I say to myself, "Fuck you," because um, that's what international cinema does, right. and, and 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 the and, and world cinema tells stories about humanity in a way that is real. It's just that well, it's this kind of stuff that we don't want to swallow. Mm-hmm. And there's a movie that I really wanted to see. I didn't get to see it. It was. It's called. Um, came out this year. It's called. Um, Capernaum or something like this. Like mm-hmm. no one really talked about it. But the gist of it was, I might be getting this a little wrong, is it's like this kid grows up in North Africa in the slums mm-hmm. and I think he gets brought to France and it's so difficult. And he, oh, and, and he later turns around and sues his parents for even having him mm-hmm. because they Goodness. gave him because they gave him such a bad life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, that's a that fucking this crazy. crazy ass story. Yeah. But you know what? I guarantee you people in America probably feel that way. Mm-hmm. I bet they would understand that story, right, right. but would you see it out of here? No, because that kind of because that type of class struggle wouldn't be allowed. People wouldn't, people wouldn't want to fund it. True. But that's like a story no, that would be great. But you're right. We're, we're accustomed to seeing the black stories told in a certain space, and mm-hmm. this Don Shirley thing is com- is out of because it's not civil rights. I mean, it's part of civil rights because you know you find out later right. he, he was, but he see, was it, interacting with Dr. King and whatnot. And that's the only thing I had an issue with. Sorry to interrupt you, mm-hmm. uh, Leno. Is is that? Is what bothered me is every time he got into a situation, mm-hmm. Vito's character yep. helped him. Yep. And I'm like, he was so smart that he could have outwitted some of those situations. For sure. For you sure. know what I mean? And that's what bothered but, me. But again, we had a white yeah. director, a white writer, and this right. was the point of view they chose. There you go. And I still I, enjoyed it, but Right. Yeah. But I would I would say anyone out there who has a different point of view, yeah. a different perspective, write that script. Right. We need we need those scripts. There Get them go. out there. And that's actually and that's the only way you're gonna change that's things. That's actually a very good note. If you see a movie that you don't like you write your version right. of it. If, your if, better if you, version. If you, can, mm-hmm. you can't do a Marvel, but you know what I mean? Right. For example, a, a movie like that, and let's wrap it up. Go ahead. I was going to say, that's what John August always says. What's that? Write the movie that you love. That, that you want to see. That, you know, that, that someone did that you hated. Mm-hmm. Write the one that you love. There you go. Mm-hmm. On that note, yeah. that's what's up. Where you at, Linnell? Uh, you can <laughs> find me on Twitter at Linnell White, L-Y-N-E-L-L-E-W-H-I-T-E. And that's about it. I do a little Instagram, but I take weird pictures of stuff. So it's not really. Place <laughs> where you where at, I Chris? Uh, unauthorized CBD on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, yeah, that's that's where I am. Happy okay. New Year, everybody! Happy yes, Year. indeed. Uh, Feliz Año Nuevo, si se habla español, for our Spanish speaking. Yeah, Simon. <laughs> and I'm your host Hilliard Guest You guys can find me On Twitter At Hilliard Guest You guys can follow The show Screenwriters RR On Twitter Any questions ScreenwritersRantRoom At gmail.com um, Please go on iTunes Stitcher Apple Podcasts Whatever you guys Listen to Give us a five star review We really need that For the metrics Keeps us out there You know At the top And all that um, We appreciate y'all um, Please go on our new What Chris our Patreon page, there'll be a link in the show notes. It'll be the first thing in the show notes, so you won't miss it. <laughs> It'll be in there three times. Yes. Um, <laughs> we appreciate y'all. Um, thank you, Linnell. 
Thank, Thank you, Chris. You guys. We'll Always see you, Lisa, going. very, very soon. And the last thing I'm going to say, um, Deadly Class, the series that I was on, drops Wednesday, January 16th. Billboards on all over town. I saw one on Sunset yesterday. Yeah, I saw it. It's really good. Sci-Fi it's Channel. Really good. Um, comes on after The Magicians. So please check us out. I think it's at like 10 o'clock at night or something like that. Um, anyway, yeah, so the new violent. season starts. I, I wrote episode six. They'll check it out. Deadly Class. With that, on this show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? 2019. 2019. Peace, y'all. I'm going to say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Red Room. Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.